got it. Live. Live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And welcome to our new subscribers to the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're over the moon and blown away. We have hit that the target that we set ourselves for the end of the year pretty much halfway through. So we have hit 1,000. So thank you. So everyone that has joined, has subscribed. And, and again, I'm not sorry if I pissed everyone off with the tags. It worked. <laughs> we did <And> it. <laughs> certainly did. But yes, uh, so we are joined today by team podcasts, Grant and uh, Kev. Grant's looking very Devil's Rejects there. And he's, like I say, going to start drawing stuff on his forehead at some points, I'm sure, just to entice everyone into the cult. For anybody that's watching, I am completely naked. <laughs> so there's where Donna's getting all there's excited. Where the, the, that's where the viewers have just gone up. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, if he stands up, laminate your couches. <laughs> you can have to use Zoom on your screens. I'm hung like a hamster. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, before we... Before we crack into this week's episode, how are you guys? <laughs> how cheesy can you put that? I think oh, I can do it even worse if you if you give us a chance. Oh, how you, you want cheesy? I'll stand up. Oh my god! How are we? What we've yeah. been up to? Not bad. Like I say, it's it's been a quite a busy week for uh, all nerds that that's been released this week. The mega hit, or that that has become the mega hit, is the Sandman is out there. Which we're not allowed to talk about because we I've are seen it. and we are going to do a, a full podcast on that soon because it is that good from the first episode. I don't know if, if anyone else has watched like watched it. Two episodes in, yeah. oh, five zero zero. <laughs> zero. It says something when my mum's ahead of us on this. <laughs> my mum read this on holiday, not read it. She had it read to her on holiday, and she absolutely fucking loved it. So she's wasn't for this series i will watch it because obviously we're going to review it and mm-hmm. it looks fantastic but i watched the new elvis film last night i know oh. you've been banging on about it oh my god it was amazing <laughs> changed your life and everything honestly for the last few weeks i've just been on this elvis high like it's all that's been played in the house in the car and absolutely sick of it and then last night he actually sat and watched it with us even though he said he had no interest and we loved it honestly highly recommend it you, it's out to buy, but you can find it. <laughs> it's it's dodgy up north. It is. It, actually, <laughs> I think it's on the streaming stick as well. So yes, uh, calling a trail. <laughs> a little bit of impression there. But yes, um, I watched. Uh, I've been watching a few documentaries. Mm-hmm. Um, a few ones that came out. That Woodstock '99 was it's just brutal. It's something else. I've never seen anything mm. like it. I was caught caught between wanting to be part of it and was saying, fuck would I want to be no. right there by the end of it. No. So I thought it was bad when we were in the Leeds riots for the Leeds Festival when it all kicked <laughs> off and all the portals set on fire. <laughs> and that was fuck all compared to what happened on that. So Yeah, it, did they um, I've not seen the documentary but I've seen a load of other documentaries about it. Did they pit all the blame on Fred Durst as they have done in the past? Nobody did come across as a bell end, which is just Fred Dusk. Yeah. So he is. <laughs> yeah, massively. But yeah. on other documentaries, they absolutely pitted it all on him. Yeah. And I yeah. thought that was a little bit unfair. 
No, no, he done what Fred does, does he? Incites the crowd, he gets them to go nuts and start chanting, break stuff, and then things happen. Yes. It wasn't they, they, Fred Durst's fault because it was happening before that. So. No, Corn kind of started it off, I'd yeah. say, when you watch it. But uh, the other documentary I watched as well, and I've never been so angry watching a documentary, was uh, The Most Hated Man on the Internet. Oh, don't get started. I've not seen it yet, it was but I know just, about it. Yeah, it was just disgusting. So uh, I, I don't want to give it any more, like, him any more advertising, but it is a good documentary. Mm. And it shows you how resilient and, and strong women can be when they, you piss off the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, from what I've heard. It is on the list. I've I've taken a back seat on everything at the minute because I've just been totally obsessed with Elvis. Right. Pervert. Hello? <coughs> but yes. Uh, <laughs> so getting into that. <laughs> yeah, less said about that, the better. So do you want to start your disclaimer? Because when we do our top yeah. fives, it always does end up being in long episodes. So we'll try and power through. <laughs> yep. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions opinions alone. If you want to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandom, so let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Exactly. And oh, yeah. um well yeah. done that. So like I say we are that is the big part in the community and the big part we do. Nice. We do try and keep uh, like all types of toxicity and let people enjoy busy everything that they want to enjoy so that is the big part but coming on to the main uh main stage now we, is the reason why we are here tonight this was meant to be on sunday but i fucked up so it is my fault um had other arrangements so we couldn't go live so we're doing a wednesday night podcast and we're doing top five spoof movies so just before we start because i think we're going to have a few little arguments like in this what's your definition of a spoof movie <laughs> anything that parodies another movie or story right uh, yeah i'm with kev cool that's basically the premise i've took yeah what, what about you grant yeah pretty much the same um <clears throat> at, i was debating with my choices as to like whether there's a line between spoof and parody mm-hmm. as whether there needs to be a certain type of humor involved <laughs> or indeed whether humour actually needs to be involved in order for it to be a spoof, um, which is why I was sat smashing my face against the <laughs> table up until like 10 minutes ago because I only had two choices. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Normally I'm quite solid with my picks as well, but there has been a few change around, especially yeah. in the last few days when I've been like not looking into it more, but when I've been thinking about it and thinking, would this be classed as a parody or or would this be classed as a spoof? And I've just went, fuck, I'm going to go with it because I, I, I want to like explain why I think it, it's good and why I think it does fit in with this type of uh, level of movies as well. So I've not went for the obvious choices, which um, I, I thought would have been in the top five because I've got a lot of love for certain films. and But these ones I kind of enjoyed more and I think I've I got more of appreciation. So there's kind of like, touches on horror there's touches on comedy there's touches on like uh, all different type of aspects I've, I've kind of lit on but i know last time we did this uh kev still doesn't let me live it down for letting him go after grant so we'll let kev go first shall we <laughs> Yay! Yeah, don't put me after grant i'll probably cry again <laughs> that's just no you don't want to see me crying again um so 
my first one is um, it's a musical. Mm-hmm. Oh. And um, it it kind of hit this as a kid because it spoofs a lot of musicals and a lot of um, biopics. And it was uh, it was one that we held very close to my heart because um, the old band used to cover the lead song from it um, at the end of we're set, and it's Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Ah, right. It's John C. Riley is just a legend in general. So mm-hmm. that film made me chuckle my ass off Summer Rotten. Yeah, it's, it's... stupid. It's mm-hmm. daft. It's got some great songs, some great references, um, mm-hmm. and just basically putting people in some horrible light situations <laughs> but it's just it's funny <laughs> so is this because i've never actually watched it but i have heard about it because um like i say i'm not a big john c Riley fan myself mm. i like certain films he's been in but and he goes to the extreme when he's just like ridiculous so what send up is it is it like does he do is it just all musicals or is there any no it's um like old biopics like um Walk the Line, Johnny Cash, uh, mm. anything to do with Elvis, the sort of rockabilly kind of biopic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it touches on like a load of them being wrongins um, <laughs> and heavily into drugs, um, saying that oh, it's just cocaine. Don't worry, it's not addictive. You'll end up just having massive high, it'll be psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Um, then it kind of goes into the Johnny Cash drug addiction thing. Um, musicians buying weird fucking animals like big giraffes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just messed up and it, it's one of those things like it really does just touch on um, like the whole Johnny Cash thing too much um, Robert Patrick as the dad is absolutely fantastic yeah. the opening of the opening scene of yep I can see what's happened your son he's got a bad case of being cut in half <laughs> okay it, oh it just kind of, sets the, kind of sets the tone for the film but didn't he play the dad in walk the line yeah oh that's fantastic <laughs> why have I never heard of this film it's not very well known um but there's some great music in it there's some oh, absolute like right up my street it is um there's some great music some absolute hilarious one-liners um john c Riley as the lead man is fantastic um he's he's funny he's over the top but he's not will ferrell john c Riley over the top yeah so it's i could tolerable. deal with it yeah I, I can't deal with will ferrell mm-hmm. so he brings out the worst in john c Riley for me i, I like, totally I'm, agree with that stepbrothers i cannot watch because i can't stand them together and then you kind of go from stepbrothers to kong skull island Mm-hmm. where John C. Riley is the only thing in that film that I would not change and should not be changed. Charlotte will be after you. Charlotte will be after says, you for that. She <laughs> says this herself. He is the only character that could not be swapped out. Mm-hmm. Anyone else could be played by anyone else because they're just random, interchangeable characters. John mm-hmm. C. Riley isn't. And that's the sort of level of acting he brings. Like, he's acting, but he's still being really fucking Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do have a lot of time, like, film lines for John C. Riley, but I would never go out my way to watch something he does with Will Ferrell. No. Yeah. But this one, it's it's over the top as well. Like it is very over the top. A um, couple of famous faces in there. Um, obviously, everyone's a Brooklyn Nine Nine fan, <laughs> so you know Parole is cannibal cellmate. Yeah, he pops. Oh up my the, god! He pops up as the bass player. He's the one that ends up getting him on drugs and involved in orgies and stuff. Oh my it's, god! It, it's hilarious. So, so Grand Spitty into this one already? Shall we say? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, I've, I've not seen this, but I've heard really good things about it. And the one uh, role that I've got a hell of a lot of time for him in is Gangs of New York. Yes. Um, I think the That's way that, done. The, it, 
yeah, the 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 role that he plays is the uh, the copper for the life of me. I can't remember the copper's name right yeah. now, but he plays this beautifully corrupt um, kind of uh, arsehole, mm-hmm. basically two faced backstabbing piece of shit, and it's absolutely not comedic. Um, the stereotypical Boston copper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, it's one of them that uh, the Dewey Cox story is one of them where I've I flipped past it a few times and thought, yeah. Add that to the watch list, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get that watched and never bothered watching it. Yeah. Um, but off the back of that recommendation, I think I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. Orgies uh, and drafts. That that's my cup of tea right there. The music's um the music's really good, especially the whole rockabilly side, because while not playing songs that you'll know, it's like the original songs, mm-hmm. but it's, it very much has the feeling of like fifties and sixties rockabilly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, right up my street. Yeah, yeah it, I think it came out around about the same time as film The Vampire's Assistant. So when yeah. that came out and looked at both of them, I was like, oh, it, it, they're just going to be like, as I said, the normal that came out at the time was like Step Brothers, Talagena and, and Night. I can't pronounce it. Talavega Nights. Um, yeah. and stuff like that. Like I said, I, I, lo- I know a lot of people love Step Brothers, but I, it's not my. I've seen it once. Yeah. It, was enough. <laughs> uh, it, it did come out around all of those films and that's what put me off at first um and i was sat with um, yeah, our singer and we were a little drunk and he's got a really 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 strange sense of humor like he'll watch anything and laugh his ass off at it even if it's not funny um mm-hmm. he put it on and goes you're gonna love this you're gonna love this and i'm like mate you say this about fucking everything and you know, <laughs> it's very very wrong mm-hmm. and uh it, it was fantastic i was sucked creased Good pick. Um, It's not often that, like I say, there's a film where not all, like only one of us has seen. So it's quite interesting that we'll say we'll probably pick that one up. And just want to say as well, like, thank you for everyone to be in the chat tonight as well. It seems like you're having a little bit of fun. I know Goodwill's doing his serial jokes. Pack it in. He also says Grant's version of The Last of Us, orgies and giraffes. (laughs) Love it. Someone take the cocktails off Goodwill, but yeah. Not more. <laughs> but yes, uh, I'm going to be a bit cheeky to, this time as well, because normally I, I, I like to say I'll not rush in, but I want to talk about this pick as well before anyone gets it, because I think mm. it might be on someone's list. Um, it came out in 2011. Mm. Um, it came out, like I say, I don't think it was going to be released at, 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 at the time, because it was released a few years after it was made, and it was made at the uh, back of the fact that one of the actors blew up due to a certain Marvel film. Um, so they released this film. It was like a when you watch it, you don't think it's a parody or like a spoof, but it's very much along the veins when you find out towards the end, The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, my God. Love it. Spoof horror. Love it. Yes, yes. it absolutely is. It was on my list until uh, first thing this morning. It wouldn't have even crossed my mind, but it absolutely is. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's a brilliant choice. Yeah. So I remember going to say this at the pictures and thinking it was like, <clears throat> like I say, it's a standard horror movie. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching, like say, uh, as many horror films as like we have watched, you realise all the tropes and all the little mm-hmm. nods and the piss takes and having, like say, Chris Hemsworth in, like say it was before he became... Like the the Lord of uh, of Thunder, um, say it was made before then. I'm sure of it, but it was like John yeah. Josh Whedon produ- uh, ever wrote or produced it. Um, he did it, have something to do with this, yeah, yeah. and it just completely blew me away. I, like I say, I hadn't seen anything. Well, we have seen movies like this before, but not told in this certain way. And the whole behind the scenes, like the whole betting oh. and. 
And when they find out and you go in, it's like, say, the, the premise is every horror, horror movie or horror situation is to appease these ancient gods. And it was just such a mindfuck. And like seeing you were saying, yes, this is such a well thought out idea. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it was brilliantly done, to the point where they were drugging the, the characters as well. So Chris Hensworth, who was a, the cleverest person in the world, start acting like a, a jock. Uh, mm-hmm. his, his girlfriend, who was like studious and stuff, become a blonde bimbo, and like the the, the reefer head, and like say all these different like. Oh my god! I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, so, I've seen this film a hundred times. Have you noticed the only one that didn't actually change due to the drugs was the reef smoker? Yeah, because he basically uh, <laughs> acclimatized yeah. himself to the drugs type thing. Yeah. Another uh, another Brooklyn Nine Nine reference in that one as well. Parola's dad. Yes, Perot's dad's in it as, um, like, say, one of the guys who's betting. But yeah. the the actors that's in it as well, like, say, even behind the scenes, like, they had a lot of Buffy cast in this yeah. as well. Like, you don't know, like, little nods and little elements. But, like, I I absolutely shit a brick when I realised I was good. This is just basically a piss take out of the Evil Dead. I went, no, no, it's not. It's a piss take out of the Blair Witch. It's a, it's a bit really a piss take of every single horror movie, but done in a way where... It's so so subtly done. You probably would wouldn't uh, would miss it if that makes sense. So yeah, that's that's why it was on my list because I I don't think many people would see it as a kind of like a spoof movie. Oh no, one hundred percent is. You're right. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's when you see all the cubes moving around and you look and literally you've got um, the Jin from uh, Dream Master, you've got the Cenobite, you've got the Tooth Fairy, and it's pulling all the horror icons out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I. I need to watch this again because I didn't. I feel like I've missed something. Then if I didn't notice that they were drugged up when they went in yeah. there, yeah. I've but... totally missed something. Well, it's like when they're walking around, like there's little like aerosols and stuff on the like yeah. on, on the light switch, or when they when they're going to make the right decision, what you should do, <sighs> a thing will go off and they'll go, oh, let's separate, and it's like it's like that kind of piece. It's like oh, we've got to stick together, and they're like oh shit, we've got to do something. They're sticking together, so they'll they'll do a little spray, and it makes them like it's like stupid juice, stupid drugs yeah. to make the stupid mistakes. I need to watch this film again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm totally. Watch something completely different, but I have seen it a fair few times, mm-hmm. and I've not re- I've obviously not been paying attention to it. But it's one of them things. It's a film that you could watch probably a million times and get mm. little different elements from, like even little things in the background or little things that's wrote down. Even the board. I think Charlotte mentioned in in the chat the board. If you go back and read the board, <laughs> it's got loads of nods and loads of jokes and 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 so on. Um, it's so well done. It's so clever. It like say. If Josh Whelan was a part of it, you can tell why it's so cleverly done. Because he, he is a dick, but he's a man of like the detail and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Grant's very quiet there. Like say, Mate, I've not seen it. I've flicked past it a million times, <clears throat> and just thought it was some bullshit horror. You know, like oh well, they did Cabin Fever. Let's also, you know, like it, mm. it invariably comes out. You know what I mean? Thor: Love yeah. and Thunder came out, and there was a B movie called Thor: Thunder and Lightning. And yeah. I'd <laughs> always just flip past that, assuming it was some bullshit film that was either ripping off the Evil Dead or probably um, taking big chunks out of something like Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever is the one where they they peel on the yeah. skin off, off yeah. something yeah. in the water, yeah. isn't it? Um, I've never ever thought to watch it because I've never heard anything about it. I've just seen a still and thought, 
yeah, that looks like it's probably going to be an hour and a half of my life. I'm never going to get back. Um, again, it's like I'm going to go out and watch this immediately because that's not what I thought it was about. You know, mm. nods to classic horror is exactly mm. what I love. You know, my first podcast with you guys was a horror episode. I'm Same. all about blood, guts, and gore. Um, There's plenty yeah, of this. I'm down for that. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, it's one of them I'm things. Me notes. I'm doing a Sammy. And I'm making a little <laughs> I always have my notebook ready when you're on ground, just oh, in case. Has anybody got a John Candy film? Uh, I don't, actually. I don't. Just in, well, just in case you haven't seen one, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, like I say, with this, as again, I went to the cinema to see it because... I, I thought, as was a standard horror movie, like you saw the cast, you thought, oh, like there was nothing really on at the cinema at the time. And you thought, oh, we'll give this a bash. There's, like I say, it's because we got, like, say, the free cinema, the cinema card, so you don't have to pay yeah. to go in. Um, it's worth a Friday night. But um, again, it totally shocked me. And like I say, the, the twist at the end with uh, one of the characters that come in, I'll, uh, I'll not spoil it for Grant. Yeah. Uh, was so. Oh, don't worry about spoilers for me, mate. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, like I say, one of the, the big the big bosses that comes down from stairs, what they're being scared about, turns out to be Sigourney Weaver. And like I say, she just probably does it as like a bitch move. And it's like I say, totally don't see it coming, but it totally makes the event and mm-hmm. the whole film. Then it does, like I say, descend into silliness. But that's what it is. It's a spoof. It's a silly, silly escapade. But um, when you see like these whole compartments of all the different horror genres and them getting out and ripping the complex apart, it's just a thing of beauty. But yes, yeah, oh, so wow. that's my so that's my first pick. Uh, well done. Well, well, well done. Mm-hmm. So it's going to go downhill from there. So don't worry. It's going to hear my first pick. Oh, uh, terrible. Oh, well, <laughs> then trouble. Give us your first one. Okay, I think I've picked this one before, but mm-hmm. if I'm do, I couldn't not pick it because I fucking love it. Everyone's going to hate it. Everyone does hate it. It does have a Marvel character in it, mm-hmm. or a Marvel actor in, I should say. It's from 2001. It was when the craze of oh, parody oh. films were coming out. <laughs> it's not what you're thinking. It is it's... not another teen movie. <laughs> Danny's got a gun. <laughs> Tell you what, though, one of the best soundtracks that came out for this movie yeah. as well at the time. Janie Briggs got a gun. You better <laughs> run away, run away. I love this film so much. I really do. I can watch this on repeat and not get bored of it. Isn't this the one with uh, Captain America in a, in a cream bikini? Cream bikini. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Probably why Sammy can't stop watching it. Absolutely. <laughs> Where he put the banana that worried me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't bothered. <laughs> <laughs> I was more intrigued than anything else. <laughs> I just really, really like it. It's so much fun. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's proper of the time. Like if you watch it, you are taken back to the early 2000s mm-hmm. and you are reliving that teenage fantasy. And I live for it. I That's love Rand- it. Randy Quaid, I'm hobby. Yeah. <laughs> love Randy's hobbies. <laughs> it's that man. <laughs> Brilliant. The brothers as well are just oh god. It's as a film. Honestly, it's, I like, thought you didn't hear it. <laughs> no, no. When when they came out, oh, like see, these these absolutely because like they didn't like loads of stupid ones. I think there was yeah. like a, the superhero movie and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this one, one, yeah. This one kind of started them all, and it was like 
actually one of the better ones as well. And they had a lot of ammo to go with as well, because it, it was mm-hmm. the time when the 90s movies were like just over the over the top, like Cruel Intentions, She's All That, um, 10 Things I Hate About You. It literally had so much targets that couldn't miss with all the yeah. jokes. Yeah, and everyone had seen these movies as well because they were like ultimate popular. So it was kind of film where it let you in on the jokes and it didn't make it like didn't make it too clever either oh. as well. Oh, uh, absolutely! It's just it's so much fun, mm-hmm. and it's just perfect for like my age group, like because <laughs> it is. It's all those it's all those teen rom coms rolled into mm-hmm. one, but taking the piss out of it, but suddenly doing it, but absolutely hilarious at the same time. I love mm-hmm. it. Um. Isn't the guy who plays Paul Walker's part in um, She's All That, the equivalent in this, cracks me up every time. His face is hilarious. He doesn't have to say very much, but he's just got that snotty, preppy face that you just want to repeatedly punch, and I love him for it. So he looks like Paul Walker. (laughs) Paul Walker, yeah. I just love the joke in her throughout as well when they keep on saying, she's got glasses, she's going to be ugly. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs> Oh no, they've let her hair down and took her glasses off. She's beautiful. <laughs> it's when, when they're picking her and they're like, oh, she's got overalls on. We'll take her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it, it's got like, me and Michaela still quote it today. Mm-hmm. That's how memorable it is. And I'm positive I've picked this before. The likelihood is the majority of my list I've picked before, but it's starting to get hard, guys. I've not seen a lot of films. Is that just because Grand Snake, though? Yeah. <laughs> always. <laughs> and again, Grant, is this one that you've uh, watched, Grant, or is it not one that you've uh, frequent? I, I think I saw it back in the day um, mm. when it first came out, but I, I haven't seen it since. Um, the bit that you were talking about there with the, oh my God, she's taking her glasses off. She's beautiful. You know, that's like every mm-hmm. film that Molly Ringwald ever did in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember that bit, but most of my life between about 1999 and about 2008 is a bit of a blur. <laughs> 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 well, at least he's honest, yeah. guys. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. But um, yeah, Molly Ringwald's in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right at the end. Yeah, and it's yeah, and I I thought it was brilliant how she just like calls them out on their bullshit. Like he's he's like call it like for him coming to meet her at the airport, and she's like, "You're really gonna fall for this?" <laughs> um, I loved it. I absolutely love it. I had to pick it in that. Like I was going through my list, and I had another one, and I swapped it out because I was trying to think. I couldn't. I don't think I could have held a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. It was um. Don't be a menace to South Central. Love it. Um, I love it. I do love it. But it's been years since I've seen it. Um, and I don't think I could have held a conversation with it about it. I still think it's like the Wayne's brothers for me do very little wrong. So <laughs> all you've got to remember about growing up in the hood is no one makes it past 23. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. In babies or something, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, good pick. Like I said, I knew you. Like I said, there was. Oh, I'm be- very predictable <laughs> in this one, by the way. <laughs> very predictable. I think, I think Charlotte probably have guessed all your picks already as well. So don't worry. Um, oh, most likely. So moving on to to Grant, we're leave, leaving him to last idea, so no one has to yeah. follow. <laughs> well, after what Sammy's just said there about me being naked, um, I, I need to... to introduce my next one with a a question to her. 
Okay. Coming close to your camera, Sam. I'm here. My camera's <laughs> up on, there. I'm not moving right that far. She's got no pants on. I really don't. <laughs> and the question is, do I make you horny, oh. baby? <laughs> do I? <laughs> I of course. Uh, we're talking about the first one here. Austin Powers, international <laughs> man of mystery. Um... <laughs> I mean, we're all of the same age group. We grew up with Mike Ooh. Myers. We grew up with Wayne's World. There was a point where this man could do no wrong. And when he dropped Austin Powers, mm-hmm. totally agree. all of us in the late 90s were absolutely blown away by this yeah. movie. Um, it spoofs Bond. It spoofs, a, you know, a, a lot mm-hmm. of the kind of spy action kind of things. And it... it had to be in there for me you know it's got a little bit of everything it's got the bond spoof in there obviously dr evil is a massive blowfeld spoof uh (laughs) um you got random task in there who throws a shoe i mean really that really hurt um we've got elizabeth um, early random task man joe's son uh probably not want to be mentioning like if people do the homework on him (laughs) really is he a bit uh, of a, a wrong one, is he? Right, about 18 consecutive life sentences at the minute, so... Oh, well. Oh, well. Let's move on to Liz Hurley. Oh, my God, that woman is beautiful. <laughs> she has been drinking the same stuff that Gillian Anderson and Helen Mirren and Shirley Manson out of garbage has been drinking, where somehow she has managed to get spectacularly hotter with age. Um, but, you know, Elizabeth Hurley was, you know, the, the be-all and end-all of beauty in the 90s mm-hmm. as well. We all, that dress... That you know, dress. The, the, the black dress is the one Gucci of those um, iconic uh, sort And what of was Hugh Grant thinking of? What the fuck was, <laughs> what was uh-huh. the matter with him? <laughs> he had her and he cheated on... So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it? Divine Brown. He yes, the, Divine uh, Brown. And he was probably yeah. thinking we'll go in the brown. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Liz is not giving it up. We'll mm. go that way. <laughs> but yeah, you know, though, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, the first Austin Powers movie was immaculate as yeah. far as parody is concerned. I think the you know, the second one did all right. Oh, Gold I member. love the second one. Mm, no, yeah, I that's a bit touchy. Keen on. I think he went a little bit over the top, but the first Austin Powers movie was yeah. spectacular. It Absolutely is, spectacular. It is probably the most quoted film in my and my sister's vocabulary. vocabulary. Uh, it's, the, it's the Will Ferrell part, actually, where he falls down the cliff. Hello? <laughs> Yeah. I seem to have fallen down the cliff. Yes. Can someone help that me? I'm in a lot, a lot of I'm in a lot, a lot of pain. Is that the second one? It is indeed, because it's him oh. and um, what's the name of Boogie Nights. Is he Nights. in the first one? Are they great, isn't it? No. No, uh, Julian else. Ah, oh, right, because I know because oh, uh, right. like his, his, his son comes in there in the second one, doesn't it? Or is it, yeah. is it yeah. the first one? Um, so that's it's the, the guy in the Fez in the, the guy in the Fez is in the first one. But he's younger in the second one and played by Will Farrell. And it's I, her name's completely gone. The last set of Julianne Moore? No, but, I, think me, I know everything about Julianne Moore. Oh, <laughs> <my God. laughs> um, no, the, Heather, uh, the younger one, Heather Graham. Heather that's Graham, it. yeah. What I said before. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's just not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Uh, apologies, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think with uh, Austin Powers as well, as you said, it was a juggernaut at the time. Yeah. I've tried watching it now, and, and I say it, it doesn't have it's uh, the longevity for me. Again, this is just down to personal taste. Um, didn't like I kind of cringe at it more now than laugh yeah. than I used to. But um, like, as you said, Michael Myers, when it comes to Wayne's World, that that like say is is my everything. Like when it comes, to, I can watch Wayne's World so many times. Uh, and I think it was mentioned the chat now when I married an axe murderer. So, so I married, married an axe murderer. murderer. Oh, oh my god, oh, that oh, film is there, Anthony. Is she misses X. <laughs> it's the heat. Um, has anybody watched Pantavra yet? No, no, no. not yet. Pantavra is the strictly speaking the sequel to so i married an axe murderer i don't know if we all Watch remember it. the um the little intricacies of the film but there's the mm-hmm. bit where he goes back to meet his parents and his dad's going and there's this secret organization called the pentavrit there's the queen oh, there's crap. that pope and there's colonel sanders before he went tits up oh you're gonna buy my chick and he goes off on one about the pentavrit all right. Shit. My God. Okay. Um, Watching the, the that. Minute, the minute it popped up in the trailer, because I adore So I Married an Axe Murderer. I look, like, I Gosh. love Michael Myers. Um, but the, the minute he went, uh, the pentavern, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, I've only watched uh, a little bit of it so far, but I was just wondering if anybody else had watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. No. no. I just caught on. I just can't believe that back uh, with So I Married an Axe Murderer, like it was a really low budget film. It, yeah. wasn't, it didn't have a budget. It didn't have like a big release. It wasn't expected to do well. And they still got Anthony LaPaglia, who back then was still quite a big thing, mm-hmm. to play his best mate, who it's, was barely in it. It's the dad. It's the heat. Pepper, no! <laughs> and still like Sputnik. <laughs> it's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> got its own water system. pointy in parts. <laughs> And made me watch that, and it was simply for the dad scene because he I thought it was absolutely hilarious. He still does today, it still hits funny. I think he does still hit funny. I just, I think he, he's shocked people with a few surprising roles, but. I feel that if he went back to his roots, he would still bring out comedy gold. I think there's too much that's came out about him now to be able to do it. Nobody wants to work with him anymore because he's a I've prick. heard he's an arsehole. He's an mm-hmm. absolute dick. Dana Carvey has, oh, has a lot of no res- He has a lot of respect for him in the sense that of Wayne's world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, he just wants to keep his distance. And Dana Carvey is so much more funnier than him. Well, Dana Carvey um, was really pissed off because they tried to write Garth out of Wayne's world too. Yeah, I heard about that. So, There's yeah. really good nerdist podcast with Dana Carvey on, and he, he's he's not scared to hold back when it comes oh, he, to he doesn't Mike care. Myers. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care at all. I mean, Master of Disguise was better than pretty much anything we, uh, like Mike Myers knocked out. Mm-hmm. Also, but, Powers uh, are still good, though, Grant. I think it was a good choice. Cool. Which one? So, uh, just the Dana Carvey show. Yeah, oh, Dana Carvey show. Was, it was hilarious. Yeah, they were all on um, Crackle. On yeah. Xbox 360, it was like a free TV app, and I watched through them all, especially his uh, his American President parodies. Yes, he was yeah. very, he very wasn't good. Particularly parodying anybody else, although there was a lot of Clinton in it. Yeah. Yeah. Clinton. He does, his Clinton's really good. Yeah. I would, I would genuinely love to see 
Myers and Carvey back together again for something because that's when they were both at the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Certainly. So moving on, let's see if keep the keep the floor. Kevlar. Kevlar's number two pick. Um, mine's it's a pretty obvious one to be honest with you. Anyone that knows us will know I love this film. Um, it's a horror spoof. Mm-hmm. everyone loves a good horror spoof everyone loves a bit of blood and gore everyone loves rednecks and everyone should love Tucker and Dale versus oh my Carly. god yes I do yes, yes. well done Kev <laughs> if people do not like that film unfriend me walk away die it's just <laughs> such oh, a good you film. are stuck with us then because I absolutely love that film it's what an such amazing a choice good film. like everything about it just hits right you've got Alan Tadike on form as usual is tobacco chewing rednecks at their college kids <laughs> and everything is just completely accidental and i can't help but feel so sorry for them me too my heart actually breaks especially like, when the, the the chopper scene and he's oh, like he's in hysterics he's like holy shit <laughs> It's fantastic. It's the part that gets me is right at the very end where they go bowling and he gives her a helmet. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. So like how is the not followed on from they, this? They were thinking about it. We don't know what's going on, but it looks like there's going to be a sequel at some oh, point. I, I think so. I think they've tried it a few times over the years, but there's like problems with the rights or the way they want yeah. to go about the movie as oh. well. Because Plus, they don't Alan want to really busy. Yeah, they, mm. they don't want to just do another slasher one, so they want yeah. to like, take it to another another level, but. Um, like as you said, this was very much in the same vein as Cabin in the Woods, uh, yeah. with coming mm-hmm. out of left field, and you're thinking, "Oh, you're going to get a standard horror film," but it's it's not. Like, <laughs> I think the bit that I pissed myself laughing again is when um, they both think they're chasing each other and they're running <laughs> along each other, and to the point where they're looking along and saying, "Why are you running, and I'm running?" And then the other one just runs straight into a tree and gets spiked through the chest, <laughs> and, like, and he's like, "These damn college kids are just trying to kill themselves." It's it's kind of get suicide cult or something like that. It, it's, it's where they're repairing the the big post in the house and it just swings and hits the copper on the head. Oh, <laughs> do you know what though? When if you don't go, if you go into it like I did, I didn't know what I was expecting. So when you started seeing all these typical horror deaths happening yep. to the other people, you're like. Holy shit, who the fuck thought of this? Because that is a genius idea and you are sucked into that film. You you never want it to end. You just want more kids to come so they can yeah. all die. Do you know what it, I mean? That's the level where you're at. It made me do a How I Met Your Father line. Oh, honey. <laughs> just every time something happened, I was like, oh, come on, shave your beard, come and give us a hook. <laughs> no, like... I just felt so sorry for them. And they're so lovable. And the characters yeah. are brilliantly written. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's Kev, well done. That's such a good choice. That's one of my favourite films of all time. Mm. I understand. Uh, Grant seen this one, has he? Uh, that's, <laughs> I've, I downloaded this from a less than reputable source. Dodgy up north. Hashtag And <laughs> nobody had heard of it. And I didn't know anything about it. I'd literally typed horror into Pirate Bay. Um, yeah, that sounds like whatever, and I put it on, I was absolutely blown away by it. It was on my list, and I wasn't sure whether it would class as a, a spoof because yes, of um, that, like direct referencing and what yeah. have you, and I, I cut it maybe about 
half an hour ago, <laughs> a little bit more than half an hour ago, about an hour ago. Um, I was like that with the, the absolutely spectacular pick. I fucking love that film. Um, I, I can't say anything more. I adore that yeah. movie. <laughs> to be fair, we Just, should do a review of it at some point. Maybe a fucking lootly. <laughs> I'm running the show for October, so let's start getting some random review or horror reviews, and that'd be class out. <laughs> or like a watch party where we're all watching it. <laughs> oh, that would be mint. Fucking in for that. Okay. Uh, uh, do you know it's one of those films where you, you do kind of forget? Like, probably not yep. you, because it's one of your favourite films, but for me, I, I do forget that it's out there. And then when someone reminds them, like, holy shit, that film is just the fucking best. Insane. It. It's just so well done everyone's fantastic in it the college kid at the end he's just your usual preppy prick you just want to pick him up and chuck him off a bridge yes he's just horrible yeah we can tell we watch a lot of horror because we start to sympathize with with the killers yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the weren't killers though that's the thing that's that was the magic with the weren't killers i know uh, we just hate people like that they're not our people (laughs) Our people. Are you local? I was talking to Deliverance now. Dun, 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 dun. Um, but yes, uh, very good pick. So good choice. I'm probably like this is the one what I thought could split because it is a standalone movie. It's a more. It doesn't parody movies per se. It more parodies a culture that we are very very familiar with. And again, I, it shouldn't work because it is a comedy about uh, cancer, like someone having cancer. Um, I don't know where he's going with this. Oh, <laughs> to be fair, you should. It's one of your favourite movies. Fanboys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love fanboys. I fucking love it. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, so, wow. Yes. Never. I wouldn't. So they didn't want to release this movie because of the the fact that it was a, a piss take about someone having cancer, and the story was to get him to watch the Star Star Wars movie mm-hmm. uh, before he passed away, uh, which again should be really tragic and sad. But this beautiful. one is just absolutely crazy. Like every single Star Wars reference, Star Trek reference, uh, every like say nerd like. Everything that we used to get the pissed dog out of us for being nerds is in this movie, and they have all the like the, the greatest arguments as well. Like, should Luke have known that Leo was his sister when they kissed? It was his sister, you <laughs> sick bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that film, man. Honestly, if anyone asks us, like, mm-hmm. nerd life, mm-hmm. I'll go just watch Fanboys. Mm-hmm. It is literally the ultimate guide of being a nerd. It is honestly one of my. I love this film so much. The um the the scene in the the bar where they're dancing to um, Manuno Manuno yes. Manuno. It's hilarious. <laughs> what's what's wrong? What's wrong with Manuno? Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, some of the cameos in this is just unbelievable. Mm. Like Danny Trio, um, like I say, William Shatner. Um, I could go on, but Carrie Fisher, Carrie Kevin Fisher Smith, Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, yeah. uh, Ethan Spoley as um, the big geek guy. Can't think of his name right oh, now. Harry Knowles. Harry Knowles. That's it. Um, yeah. Oh my god, Billy Jean, Billy Dean Williams is in it. Yeah. The list goes on. <laughs> and it's got uh, like say Shooter McGavin out of uh, like say yeah. Harry. <laughs> but uh, like say that like 
the, the, my favorite thing, like signs in, is when they go to trap trip world and they go. Han Solo is a bitch, uh, <laughs> and, and nobody <laughs> calls Han Solo a bitch. It's uh, Seth Rogen playing two parts, and it's he's the one he's a Star Wars nerd, and the other one's he's a Star Trek nerd. And the Star Wars nerd is covered in Phantom Menace tattoos, like he's got a huge Jar Jar tattooed on his back, and he's like, "This is the shit." He's <laughs> <laughs> just my fucking guy. He really is, and he's like. What was it? Don't step on the dark, dark side. side. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the thing, like, say, some of the parts in it, and, and uh, like, say, when they're getting, like, the key access codes, and he's like, I, I'm Sh- I'm William Shatner, I can get anything I want, bitch. <laughs> and, um, but then they go to, like, Luke, Lucas, uh, Lucas's Skywalker Ranch, and, like, mm-hmm. say, it's just every nerd varna you could think of. But, like, uh, David Hopes just pointed out in the chat, and they've got the, uh, the old outfits from the THX1138 yeah. movie. Um, like say a reference to George Lucas's first ever movie and stuff like that, and they're walking around and they're saying, um, basically trying to like outdo the guards, and it's got uh, what's he called in it? Ray Parker. No, no, Ray Parker's in it as well. But uh, what's he called out of? Um, oh, he, McBride. Danny McBride in it is like the head guard, and the both, and he's like, I don't even like Star Wars, and I'm just sick of this shit. Um, <laughs> and they get threatening to get set fire to Yoda and stuff. The dolls and everyone's like freaking out. It's like, like, okay, anyone don't, don't. moves. <laughs> And then like, do the parody of like um, like jumping through the whole thing and do the Indiana Jones like when the, <laughs> the doors coming down. It, it, it... I'm just fucking giving it the finger. It's fucking glance, man. But like I say, it's not as I, as I would said straight in your face yeah. parody because it like, it has its own story. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I say it's more parody the culture rather than movies, and that's why I was kind of like on the fence whether this would be classed as a spoof, but I, I think it is up there. And it, it ad, asked the amazing question that we all found out the answer for when we first saw episode one. Sam's going to go off it. What, happen, what happens if it's not very good? Well, we found out what happens because it was shit. It's, it's <laughs> Sorry, it's fucking brilliant. I love Phantom Menace. You cannot argue that the end scene with Maul and uh, Qui-Gon is not one of the best fight scenes ever. I what can't. Quite no, no, you can't. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> you, can't. Can. you cannot. Actually, I mean, no, you cannot. Yeah, I, I, I can't. No, I can't. I can answer it in one question. Wait, no. One answer, sorry. No. M- Midi fucking Clorans. That's the second one. That's, That's the, the first, first one. This it's is the first one. It was the first one. Liam Nilsson, who died in this one, found out. <gasps> he still had a really good. He still had a really good fight scene. I will. I will die on the hill for that film. I fucking love it. Right. So, yes. Yep. <laughs> so, ending my pick with an argument, which we knew was going to happen. If it's Phantom Menace, we're going to argue. Come on. <laughs> so, is that one that Grant's seen? Because he looks a bit, bit confused there. Grant, it's not time. It is. not seen it, mate. That sounds on... fun, but. It, it, it did try and ban it over in the UK. So, it was for a time only available in the, in, in America. So, you. Try to ban it? What the fuck no, for? Just because of the. Well, they didn't. Sure. Not ban it. The, didn't want to think they couldn't do a comedy about a kid dying of cancer but it's all like going to the skywalker ranch to live out the the purpose i thought was absolutely beautiful written it's done by the same guy who does the goldbergs mm-hmm. there are and have been talks for the last few years of doing a, a sequel i really hope they do because i love it so much the cast is phenomenal in it man like not just the 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 guest cast the actual four like the guys themselves Mm-hmm. I, look, I just I think the brilliant ensemble. 
Yeah, how are they going to do a sequel? Does the kid with cancer come back as like a false ghost? Or? <laughs> there's only possibly. one who dies. Po- there's possibly. others of them. <laughs> the, the, the brother, his brother gets cancer, so that could be it. <laughs> it could be just passed oh, through the family. Hell. But yeah, we're, we're taking a dark turn now. Trigger warnings yeah. and everything for this episode. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, so moving on to Sam's next pick there. <laughs> oh, me. Okay. So I am going to go with the first one that is shown on my phone as I have just turned on my list. And it is from. From 1990, it is the parody of my favourite film of all time, and it has the parody king in it, Leslie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. It is repossessed, repossessed. Wow, I thought I always thought this was an 80s movie. No, not quite. It, uh, it came off my list um, about two hours ago. It I is. I knew you were going to pick it. Why, of course, man. It's <laughs> the devil with the blue dress, blue yes, dress, blue dress. Um, yeah, I love this film. I didn't actually watch Fantastic. this until about 10 years ago or something because I generally didn't know it existed. And I saw it in Music Zone. Mm-hmm. Like for £3, and I was like, oh, I'm having that. <laughs> it's got anything to do with The Exorcist, I am having that. And it had Linda Blair in it. Yeah, the person who wanted nothing to do with The Exorcist did a, did a, a parody. A parody. <laughs> the person who wants nothing to do with The Exorcist until it gives us some money. Exactly, <laughs> who still does the horror conventions today. Yeah. But that is another argument for another podcast. Actually, I've already think I've said it before, but no, it's just, it's, it's just Leslie Nielsen at his best. Yep. Like, this I, is I, what he does. There's one scene in that film that gets me laughing every fucking time, and I, I'm creased every time. It's mm. not the gym scene either before anyone goes that way. Oh, what are you doing with Jaja? <laughs> the part that gets me laughing every time is the stupidest part of that film, and it is absolutely hilarious. It's it's something that you don't even notice. It's when he's trying to find Father May I. And he stood with the he stood with the feather duster like that in front of the blinds, and when he moves, he's still got the dust marks from the blinds across him. (laughs) It's such a subtle thing, and I crease every time. Oh, Father, may I? May you not? (laughs) Plus, Uh, Jesse Ventura and Mean Gene. Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely fantastic! And what happens when sex, drugs, and rock and roll don't work? We oh, improvise baseball bats. <laughs> but so uh, funny. no, I remember this film. Like, my dad sat us down to watch it because I don't think he, he expected it. Like, he loved Leslie Nielsen. He loves like the type of the films he loved, like uh, like Police Squad and stuff like that. Airplane. Um, so he he got a bit of a shock as well. So did I because I was very young when I watched this. Will you pull the dress down? <laughs> you pull your dress down. Tits come out. No, no, pull it back up. And she pulls it up, and you say like. The poster was like, my dad was like, oh, okay, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> my dad would just stop it. Was born. My, my dad, if, if there was anything naughty that came on that he thinks I shouldn't have watched, he would just go, look over there. <laughs> or, or, block me, or block me ears. He would never, like, he, he tried not to make such a big deal out of it, like, but he would distract us in some way. And then obviously my curiosity gets the better of us. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> But uh, scroll, but yeah, like repossessed. It's like the song as well. Reap, reap, repossessed. Absolutely fantastic. It's the part that gets me every fucking time is where he throws the ball out the window and the dog goes in the woodchipper. It's just big fluff everywhere. What is it with 
bloody chippers that makes us laugh. That's that's the horror fan in you. That if you can find the, the the wood chipping scenes hilarious, <laughs> yeah, that's the horror <laughs> fan in you. Oh, did I tell you she gave us a little head? <laughs> <laughs> Damn me. <laughs> It's been a fair few years since I've seen this one, but I couldn't not have it on my list because it oh, is like it's up word there. Word. I bet oh, you a few it's... people watch this now, like say from being re re reminded, like say re reminded, sorry, <laughs> re reminded about because like it's one of them lost gems that you mm. you forget about and you do fall upon again, and it takes you back if you haven't watched it as well. It it. It's not one of them movies where you think, oh, it's it hasn't aged well because it's meant to be shit. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. So it can be as terrible as, as it was and just be as outrageous as it was as well. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it, it always will stand up and like, say, be up there with one of the, the greatest spoofs ever made. Yeah. I think that's such a brilliant way of putting it because it was meant to be shit. It mm-hmm. wasn't meant to be this like polished, you know, Oscar-worthy film. It was meant to be shit. And that's why... Films like this are timeless. Yep. Absolutely timeless. Mm-hmm. Get in. Cool. That's cool. my second pick. Bloody good one. Well, Grant, moving on to Grant now. Right. Uh, we've already had uh, one music-based movie in here, so I'm bringing forth a second one that is arguably one of the most influential films of my life. One's going. <laughs> Kev's been in bands before. Um, Does it turn up? We all know what... hmm? Does it turn up? Yeah, we, we do need to turn it up, mate. <laughs> um, we've all been in the position of being with a bandmate where they take life far too seriously. And it was a ritual all the way through my young life that before I gigged, um, I made sure that I watched this film just to make sure that I took nothing seriously. It's also got probably my favourite song ever, as a bass player, we've got three guys all playing bass at the same time, singing a song about big bums. Uh, <laughs> we all know that I attest to the May and Mercury theory of orbital physics. Um, this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm going to crank it up to 11. <laughs> Indeed, we're going to crank it up to 11. We've all yep. written songs in D minor, the saddest of all keys. Um yep. You know, once upon a time where I wore a, uh, a, a <laughs> leotard for the sake of amusement, I still wrapped a cucumber in tinfoil and shoved it down there just as an ode to Derek Smalls. It's, uh, there, there's nothing bad. The only thing that I dislike about this film is what was left out of it. When you know what was left out, there's certain scenes in the movie that don't... It's not a case of them not making a lot of sense, but you'd suddenly notice the bits and go, Oh yeah, why was why was that there? Um I've literally I've got the Is it on my bookshelves? I don't want you to find Grant, out. Don't stand up. No, I don't <laughs> think you no, are you sure? Um, <laughs> I've got, like a, I've got a book that is literally like the A to Z final <laughs> tap and it goes through all of the stuff that was cut out of this movie. Um because the ad, there's very little scripting. 
mm-hmm. in it as well as I understand probably about 85 to 90% of the movie is completely ad-libbed mm-hmm. by um, Harry Shearer, Michael McKean and uh, Christopher Guest. Um, so they just kind of went, look, what you've got is funnier than what we actually scripted into this. So mm-hmm. let's just go with that. Um, for those that, because I've kind of got a little bit vague there, uh, which bit is it? The album launch party in Spinal Tap, uh, where they're wandering around. It's like, you know, oh, you, you smell the glove. You can't do that. The thing that you'll notice about it now, if you haven't noticed it before, is that... Um, David St. Hubbins and Nigel Tufnell both have herpes in okay. it. And it's, kind of, it, it's a weird one. It, 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 until you notice it, you don't notice it, but they're all wandering around with herpes sores all around the mouths, and it's like nothing's ever explained as to mm-hmm. why they've randomly got herpes in this scene. The reason that they've got herpes is because what was entirely cut out of the, the movie was that there's a support band with a female lead singer and the support band are called The Dose. And over the course of the movie, it was supposed to be that every member of Spinal Tap went through this girl and ended up getting herpes as a result of it. So at certain points during the film, they've all got massive herpes sores around one side of the mouth. Um, Like I said, support band was completely cut out of the final cut of it, but there is a whole other storyline going on um, that explains that little bit. Uh, sorry, going off on one, but I, I, could, no, I you... could literally, I could talk for three hours on my own without any of you guys about <laughs> and not run out of material. I fucking adore this film. The first gig I ever played, the lad that came along to work the door with us came along with a cricket bat. <laughs> that's how that's how influential this film has been yeah. to me. I'll shut up now and I'll let the no, I was I was gonna ask this. Rand, uh, Christopher Guest, isn't that Jamie Lee's husband? Or am Indeed I Indeed it is the I thought bastard. it was. <laughs> and he's a lord, isn't he? He's like quite uh he's like a knight Something or like a lord. That. He's like quite high up in <laughs> in royalty. Um but yes, Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. I thought it was. I just wanted to confirm that. <laughs> no, again, I'll, 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 I'm the one that's been quiet in this one. I've seen it, but it's not one of the ones I've, um, I've, I've, I've watched it when I was very young and I didn't quite, I'm, I probably was too young to get it. So it, it might be one of them ones to revisit at a later, like, later date to probably enjoy a bit more now. But I think at the time I thought it was one of these like uh, look north uh, ITV specials or something like that. <laughs> it looks it though, doesn't it? It really looks it. Do you know what though? I actually have never seen it. But wow. I have seen lo- so many clips of it that I feel like I have seen it. But I get what you mean. It really does look like ITV in the 80s. Yeah. Rainy as fuck. It, it just, oh, look. Yeah. That's, that's the, the appeal of it, though. It's just, it, it wasn't a very big budget. It attracted some decent names. It was fantastically done. It was brilliantly timed. The fact that, as Grant said, most of it is completely ad-libbed as well. It's... There's just so much in there for everyone. And mm. if people have played in bands or been around a lot of bands, they mm. understand a lot of it. Yeah. Certainly. Such no. a good choice. Good pick, good pick. So I will revisit it. I think it's one of them ones where I keep getting told, to, like getting told to watch it again. I kind of rebel against it as well. So it's like, fuck you, stop telling us what I have to watch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I don't watch anything? Because I'm like, fuck no. 
because you just I love Ghostbusters. For the hundredth million <laughs> it's where the times. Guys, it's where the guys have been skyrocketed to as well. Obviously, you've got Rob Reiner in there, mm, and yeah. Rob Reiner has done an awful lot of real, you know, absolute Hollywood gold. Um, Harry Shearer, um, you know, if you've watched The Simpsons, you've heard Harry Shearer at least a dozen times every episode because he does 99% of the voices uh, for The Simpsons. Michael McKean um, is playing massively pivotal roles in TV shows like The Good Place and Better Call Saul. And Christopher Guest gets to stick his dick in Jamie Lee Curtis every single night. He is winning. I mean, he's also done wonderful things, you know. he's um, Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) <laughs> what's, what's his name with the six fingers, though, out of uh, Princess Bride? That's ah, Christopher Guest. And, and yeah. Tigo Mentoge, like, say, if, if you, um, if you killed my father, now prepare to die. Yeah, six fingered <laughs> man. Um, yeah. You know, they've all gone on to do such wonderful stuff and contribute so much to mm-hmm. popular culture and nerdy culture. But that's it's where it started. It started as a basically a parody of Queen. Really, isn't it? That's yeah. kind of where they're supposed to be more than anything else. It's supposed to be like a Queen parody with a, a little bit of hair metal. Mm. Um, definitely, in. I, I think there was definitely Led Zeppelin in there as well. Like I say, when you hear the I, stories of Led Zeppelin, but uh, I can definitely see the Freddie Mercury vibes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a documentary that was done for Freddie Mercury's concert, and it's a, it's a Metallica documentary, and it's where Metallica go over to London to play in the concert, and he's talking to Brian May about the pedal. It yeah. always rem- like I get so much vibes off that, for like thinking like, yeah, this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> well, they played the uh, the Freddie Mercury tribute concert, Spinal they Tap. They went out and they oh, did, did they? There's a bit in that documentary that's brilliant because it's. Um, I can't remember which band member it is, but he's talking to James Hetfield. It's, it's Brian May. It's about 92, 93 at the time when he's going, oh, an all black album. Who thought of that? Who thought that was a good idea? And Hetfield's just in hysterics about the all black album cover because that's the premise behind the whole of the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. No, oh, I, 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 am, I, I am definitely going to revisit it at some point. Um, it's a good one. Definitely, but a good pick. Like I said, I, I was awesome. I knew that I knew, knew that one would be on the list. I thought it was either going to be um, like I thought Kev might have picked that one, but um, no, definitely. So there's not been too many big surprises tonight so far. So hopefully we can change that up a little bit. So Grant, I'm definitely <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> good. What about you now? The pressure's on Kev. Pick number um, two. I'm going to make Sammy's day a little bit here. Mm. And I'm going to go with, like that. I'm going to go with a nice and underrated Marlon Wayans one. Mm. And I'm going to go with a spoof of Paranormal Activity with a haunted house. Oh, my ah, God. I've yes. never seen this. It's so underrated. But Isn't Marlon it? Wayans by himself, without the, any of the other Wayans, mm-hmm. is absolutely hilarious. He's fantastic he is good comedian that film gets me howling both of them um the first one and the second one get me absolutely creased even the death of the dog has me howling just as overacting um his gang banger cousin who is just an absolute pussy uh absolutely creased (laughs) is swinger best mates that just want like a black man to dick his wife Absolutely. Okay, I need. I, 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 if you if, if you so speak much. highly of this, then I, I want to watch it because I've put it off because I saw where 
the scary movies and the and the horror parodies were gone, I just assumed it was one of them, and I was like, oh. I'm not, I'm not going to touch this. No. Well, you, you've got to remember the way in stock with the scary movies at number two, and the Zuckers took it over. That's so, why I've not watched the rest of them, right? I, I actually <laughs> preferred seen, Scary Movie seen. 3 onwards because um, I'm a Leslie Nielsen fan. I'm a Zucker Brothers fan. Um, but this one, Marlon Wayans, was absolutely fantastic. And Cedric the Entertainer as the prison chaplain who's trying to exercise the house while pissed out of his head in an absolute gangbanger is just mm. unreal. <laughs> no, I, I, isn't, this one this. He, isn't this one when he fucks the ghost as well? And he's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> all crazy and stuff. So he's like, instead of being scared, he's like, "Oh, you're nasty. Come here." Like, say, bend over this way, and you seem like like banging yep. away. Um, it's the Annabelle doll. Yes. Oh yep. my god. <laughs> he fucks the Annabelle doll. Right. <laughs> and then she turns psychotic and won't leave him alone because Some... she's watched Mandingo. <laughs> say, say something else because I need to say I want to watch this film, but I don't want to say it on the back of what you've just said. <laughs> just... That, that's that's why we're leaving it now. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> just just watch it simply for Marlon Wayans. Trust me, the man is a away from the rest of the brothers. He's a manic genius, and you can see yeah. why people wanted him in like stuff like Batman because he's very personable. He was going to be Robin in Batman Returns. He was cast. He was auditioned. He, um, outfit. he, he went the for the costume fitting, and he yeah. still he gets royalties. From, yeah, he still gets royalties from it now because yeah. they cut him. Um, but you can see that he's actually a really good actor. He's he funny. Is. But he's very manic in this film, and he's all over the place. I think his physical so his physical comedy is is untouchable in some ways. Like his brother, yeah. he mm-hmm. shits all over his brother when it comes to physical comedy, yeah. because that man can just strike a look, and mm-hmm. you are in stitches. I have a lot of time for I have a lot of time for the Wayans brothers in general, yeah. but a lot of time for Marlon Wayans. Yeah. I will I will give it a watch. You will laugh your ass off at this, especially the scene where his wife's asleep and has sex with a ghost and really enjoys it and then starts dressing up sexy for bed, but she won't do it for him. And he starts getting really <laughs> jealous of a ghost. <laughs> you would, though. <laughs> and it's it's so I, 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 you've sold it to Donna as well. Donna's getting excited in the chat there. It's so <laughs> Donna just heard stupid. bend over and she was like, yep, yeah, I'm watching that one. <laughs> it is so stupid. It's unreal. I mean, the scene where he gets fucked by the ghost. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. You are literally making this more appealing for Donna. It's class because you literally just see his arse go up in the air, then you hear him go. <laughs> it, it is the only, next morning. But I am only fun and Donna. I love you loads. <laughs> it is a fetish's nightmare. There, I mean, dream. Oh. There, sorry, um, but yes. So, great choice. Yeah. So definitely one I wasn't expecting. But again, I've, I did watch that and I, enjoy, I did enjoy it more than it's I was fun. expecting to. It, it's a bit of a surprising one. So yeah, yeah so. Great pick there. So um, let's see, I'm trying to think of the which ones to go. I'm going to go with this one because I've like, I've stayed with like say the parodies as well. I'm going to talk about the best Star Star Trek movie that was ever made. Any guesses? Who laughed there? It was the dog. Oh. <laughs> I think I know where you're going from with this one. Um, and it has a certain Tim Arnold. Tim, um, Allen. No, uh, Tim Allen, yes, yes. Oh my God, yes. I know exactly Gal- where you're going with this one. Yes, Galaxy Quest. Ah! What, a, what a parody. Like, if, if you were thinking of a, like anything to do with Star Trek, it had all the elements in there. Like, for the Star Trek, it had all the cast. It had, like, yep. say, the actors being pissed off and not wanting to work with Tim Allen anymore because he yep. wouldn't let it go, which, again, is, is about... Um, 
like I say the like I say this this the Shatner experience, but the effects, the cast alone, this was a great movie. And the fact that it was a piss take of anything to do with sci-fi and Alan Rickman, anything that man touches Fantastic. is fucking gold. Yeah. But he just it like chewed the scenery like a motherfucker yeah. in this film. And can we um, I, can, can we also appreciate how good Sam Rockwell was in it for an yes. unknown actor at yes. the time? Yes. <laughs> well, as guy, it was like I'm Officer Guy. <laughs> I died. I died in episode twenty-seven or something like that. But like, ha, like the production value alone, just in this movie, must have like like said this was a yeah. a, a temple like a, a blockbuster of a movie because the effects and everything. Put Star Trek to shame, <laughs> shall we say? Uh, You're the it, Trekkie, you can say that. <laughs> yeah. And even, like, say, the practical effects, like on the monsters and stuff like that, like the aliens were absolutely horrifying. And just the whole, like, when the premise that he thinks he's just on some, uh, like, say, fanboy experience, and he goes, "Yeah, just turn the turn the screen off, shoot the photon torpedoes and uh, that's 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 it done for lunch and they get yay and then it turns out they're not and again some of the jokes in there when like say because they've got these beans and they're doing a human form so not to offend them but when you find out what they really look like these squid like fucking aliens is just absolutely hilarious and one of the cast members who's is like reminds a lot of like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory he falls in love with uh, the character as well, and he's just like, uh, "This is amazing!" It just doesn't get phased by everything. It, it was the guy who played Monk in, like, say, the TV show Monk. Oh, Shalhoub. Yes, right, so. uh, it's got um, Rain Wilson as it well, has. hasn't it? Yeah, really, really young Rain Wilson. Yeah. Do us a favour, Paul. Mm-hmm. Can you close that door? Because I've got a strange feeling Goodwill's going to burst through with an axe in a minute. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just the track, like <laughs> he's coming for you. Can't shut the door. The, the Henry's in the way. I would but, just yeah. see a red dot appear in the middle of his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, like I say, I, like, we've done a podcast on Star Trek, and I've sort of how much I do enjoy this. But to me, this is the greatest Star Trek movie that's ever been made. Yeah. Or never Back. been made. Never been made. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Goodwill says, shut your pretty mouth, Paul. <laughs> 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 it's so good. What does does anyone know Alan? What Alan Rickman says because I can't remember it verbatim. Oh, for oh, half ice, a hammer, or something like that. Um, you will be avenged. You'll be avenged. Or you'll something be like avenged. That. Yeah, I did quote it when he died, and I can't remember it. I, the man is—he's just a genius. You are right. Yeah. He just can't. Anything he touches just turns to sheer gold. Yes. And like I say, and Sigourney Weaver, it was Sigourney Weaver, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yes. We've lost Grant. Oh, we've lost Grant, have we? He's no. back. back. Sorry, just... I'm just trying to mute it because the dog's having a little bit of a rampage round. It's all good. No, that's fine. You just swap places with Sam as well. So if anyone's you swap places with Kev with me, good <laughs> <laughs> Kev was here. Now Grant's. Oh, he's all over the place. It's all right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it, it is like I say, just pure fun. And just entertainment-wise as well, if you watch, like, say, back, uh, you can see all the nods. You can see all, like, I think it's a piss take out with Star Trek, but there's a lot of love for Star Trek in this movie, yeah. which you can see it was basically fans, uh, made by fans for fans to laugh at themselves. Um, and, like, when the ship spaceship goes back into, 
like I say, the convention and all go, like I say, get excited to see it. And it births a new show. And you can see, as you said, Sam Rockwell's character now as Guy is a main character. Like, he's like, upgraded. Yeah, yeah he, that's thing. He gets his open. He's no, no longer a red shirt. Um, so like all them different elements, like I say, it just makes not just a, a great parody film, a great movie, uh, full stop. 100%. I really like that choice. Paul, you really have got some good choices tonight. Always good I choices. <laughs> so it's your turn to follow that one then, Sam. I'm not going to follow it very well. So um, I'm going to go with <laughs> Captain Obvious right here because <laughs> this one is definitely been on my list at some point. Couldn't not bring it up. It's the one movie that besides Ghostbusters, I can quote word for word. And didn't actually realise I could do it until I watched it recently. It's from 1987. It does have John Candy in it. <laughs> exactly where you're going with it. Baseballs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, half man, half dog. He's his own best friend. <laughs> oh, has Grant lost a pick now, is he? I have lost a pick. Oh, well, we can both talk about it, Grant. I've, <laughs> I think I've talked this one to death, man. I can honestly, I can do it word for word, verbatim. I know Every joke before it happens, I am the I am the worst person to watch it with, basically. I absolutely love a little story behind this film when Mel Brooks wanted permission to do it. So we asked George Lucas and he said, yep, you can do it as long as you don't make him look like Han Solo. So as a joke, he made him look like Indiana Jones instead. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's Grant's joke just, just went... <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the conversations I have. Oh, hey, Grant. <laughs> head's bigger than you. <laughs> Can I help you? Can I help you? Grant likes space balls. <laughs> fucking lie down. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> the horse so, has spoken. Yes. Bye, horsey. Sorry, so, she has no, a little scratcher. <laughs> So yeah, so, yeah. Spaceballs. for a moment, but I am still listening. Yeah, Spaceballs is awesome. It yeah. has the best cast, the best costumes. I love the fact that they did it after Indiana Jones. I love that I know that now because it's great. It has, it doesn't just take the piss out of Star Wars. You've got aliens in there as well, and yeah. anyone mm-hmm. can jump in at any time if I've missed any reference out. Hello, um, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime guy. Fuck that! Get this guy some pepto bismol. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the desert scene. Comb the desert. <laughs> we ain't found shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with um, um, what's his name, man? Uh, Motormouth Jones from Police Academy. Mm. Oh yeah. We lost the bleeps, bleep, 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 the sweep. He's <laughs> just absolutely insane. That bloke, I love He was it. so good. It, Rick Moranis was like... Ah, oh. Lone Star. <laughs> what an actor that guy is. Like, like, I love that man. I don't think that guy has made many like bad movies. Like, say, he was very clever with his choices he's made as well. Yeah. And you could tell he just used to have so much fun. Like, when he was doing, like, you see his performances. And in this one as well, as... um. Uh, I can't remember the name now. Army brains went to fry. Dark helmet. Dark helmet. Yeah, like say the 
complete opposite of anything that Darth Vader was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and just when, like I say, he's, helmet, uh, he's, he's, he's putting that visor up and it keeps getting stuck. And like I said, there's just so many little jokes and the cast, as well, as I said, you can't beat this cast like no. for anyone, no. of, like I say, of the time. Um, and like the way that they did parody it as well, they took the piss out of the pop culture with like like Pizza the Hut. Yeah, it was just fucking amazing. Like pizza I, I, the I, I've never been so confused about wanting a pizza in my life as well. So and, um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Perrier. Perrier. Yeah. <laughs> the best joke in that film, and it, I still laugh every time. And it's sad, but I laugh me arse off every time. Just a mm, mm, slap on the back. Hot, too hot. But he drinks oh, the coffee. Yes. I fucking crease every it's, time. It's always for me. I am your father's, mother's, brother's, brother's, brother's husband's <laughs> son. So what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. nothing. <laughs> or the it's, older, you it's idiot. It's that line. You mm-hmm. idiot. You caught the stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> May the shorts be with you. Um, he the flamethrower. <laughs> I just um, what was I going to say? Something about Rick Moranis and just how genius he is in this film. It's unbelievable. But I think we've covered the ground on that. Um, oh, that was it. No, it was um, it was John Rivers as Dot Matrix. Oh my god! But because I was like at school and we just getting a Dot Matrix printer in, I was like, I don't know the reference. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you! Like I knew what was going on here. President Scroob. You know, I actually was meant to go and see Joan Rivers live at, in concert, and she died a week before we were meant to see her. That's Devastated. It was your Inconsiderate fault. person. Huh? No, your fault. You killed her. We waited two <laughs> years. We had tickets. Me and my sister had tickets for two years, and she died a week before the show. It happened because you wouldn't unbox a Jar Jar Binks toys. <laughs> that, that fucker's not getting out the box. He can stay in there. Mine's better. Misa suffocating, Sammy. Misa hate you. <laughs> He's got his shield in there. He's all right. <laughs> so, Grant, I know, like I said, this was one of your picks as well. So, why mm-hmm. was it this on your list there? Really, really close to my heart, this movie. Um, going to visit family when I was a kid. Um, it was one of about five or six films that was on VHS that I just watched on repeat. Only ever saw the TV edited version, so the bits like We Ain't Found Shit weren't in there, but you're talking about bits that always make you laugh. It's the bit where President Scroop gets um, teleported. It's like, it's on backwards. Why didn't somebody tell me my ass was so big? Absolutely buckles me every time I see it. Um, it, Even now, like, what, it's got to be best part of 30 years later since I first saw that film. Wow. And there's certain bits that still crease me. Um, but as an adult, there was certain bits that never really dawned on me. Um, obviously, with you know, with Mel Brooks, there's always a lot of Jewish humour yep. in mm-hmm. there and a lot of this, oh, she's a, dru- a Druish princess yep. and all that kind of thing. As a kid, you did I'm absolutely oblivious to what he was insinuating with those. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, as time progresses and, you know, you become an adult and the stereotypes that he was playing up to at the time. Um, yeah. you know, kind of watching it again in my 20s and then again in my 30s, like, oh, I never got that bit before. I never got this bit before, but it, it's it's the immaculate spoof mm-hmm. for me. It had to be yeah. in there for me because, it, as was said before, it, it doesn't just parody Star Wars. 
-hmm. it's got so much of that wonderful kind of era of sci-fi that we got through the 80s that all got um, parodied because sci-fi the 80s was a golden age yeah. so many people doing so many weird and wonderful <laughs> new things yeah. um, you know, obviously not as good as the 90s as, you know, the, <laughs> the live podcast you know, went to the show but yeah it's, I can't really say anything that hasn't already been said it, it, the, only, the only thing that would have made it better and again this is just one criticism all seriousness, it should have had a parody in of the Goonies. I was just about to say, oh, the only thing that would have made it better is if it was the Goonies. I'd literally already gone through my head here thinking we get right to the end of this podcast. Yep. And I can go to Paul. You haven't mentioned the fucking Goonies yet? Well done. Goodwill is gonna... there it fucking is. Yeah, I was Goodwill literally is just gonna... thinking that. Goodwill is going to flip his shit in a second. <laughs> Oh, I can't believe you got that. You're like, in all, in all seriousness. No. I'm done. Ah, <laughs> oh, you are. It's like the running thing now, isn't it? How can he fit the Goonies into every episode? It's, it's basically, it's the reason why we do this. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> it's the reason why it just really is. We, we, we owe our we thousand subscribers to the, to Goonies. the Goonies. Yes. Thanks, by the way. Come, come with us all. <laughs> a minute, minute silence for the brilliant that was. A minute moment. Uh, ex- I was going to say excellent choice, Grant, but I picked the same. <laughs> it was mine too. <laughs> so we're back to Kevlar. I'm just like um, goodwill going sparse in the chat. <laughs> mine's probably going to be a bit uh, one that no one would expect. Um, and mine started off as an advert. Hmm. An advert? Yep, for Barclay Card. Oh, I don't mention them. No. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Mine, um, yeah. Mine's got a certain Rowan Atkinson in it, and I'm going to go with Johnny English Reborn for one scene and one scene alone where he is off his tits on amphetamines dancing at Sandstorm by Derude. That has me in stitches Every time the rest of the film, yeah, I chuckle, but on that scene, mm-hmm. off his tits on a dance floor in a, in, in a rave. I've not, I've not seen it. <laughs> I've not seen it. I am a besides Blackadder, which honestly, I could do an episode on that and just quote the entire series for you and actually do it word for word. But I, I'm not a big fan outside of Norma. Blackadder. Norma, I think he's an absolute tit as a person, however. There's certain things that get us. Um, I love espionage films, so mm-hmm. watching an absolutely incompetent spy, I'm mm-hmm. always going to have a laugh. Um, and that one scene in the sequel, um, I mean, I work in IT, so the entire film's about cyber terrorism. Of course, mm-hmm. I was going to watch it. That one scene in the sequel where he, he, he means to take a sleeping tablet, but you've got red for stop and green for go, and he doesn't look, and he takes a green, and it's like literally amphetamines, and he's off his tits with like avoiding spies and assassins on the mm-hmm. dance floor, dancing away to sandstorm by Darude while his one last is trying to kill him, and he just mm-hmm. ends up knocking the fuck out by dancing. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, I remember the Martin and Campion more than the movie because I was down in Manchester at the time, and it wasn't just the standard billboards that they would do for yeah. this. It was basically they would uh, 
like take out the whole hole and have like parachutes like look like someone had crashed yeah. through the billboard and stuff like that all around Manchester. So it was the time when they just started doing these like marketing campaigns for movies where it wasn't just like a poster on a wall it was like interactive mm. yeah. um and that was the thing that stood out for me the more than the movie like, i've seen the movie i couldn't re- tell you anything about it. it it's not one of them ones where it sticks out but it was just a marketing campaign it was nothing like i'd seen before i know we've got okay. loads of different ones since i know the the the, the, the other clever one that we've seen is the bbc's uh, do, uh, dramatization of Dracula, Dracula. when they had the uh, <gasps> yes. stakes and the thing, and if the the sun come down, it was like showing different shadows. So uh, that was like, like say that's leap years from what what it was, but uh-huh. that, I can still remember that being like one of the first stages where they took the marketing campaign in, in in England in America and stuff. They've been doing it for years, but um, that was the big thing for me. What I remember about the movie is I know yeah. it's it's not really telling to say much about the movie, but it's just showing like say how clever and stuff it, it it was the first stage where it was taking the marketing to that next level yeah, yeah. i mean the the first one was good because you had the likes of john malkovich and all that in it mm. and he was just a crazy bad guy but the second one was just it was ridiculous and so over the top it was unreal but seriously if you watch it just watch that one scene where he's at the rave just one mm. scene and you'll just you'll not stop laughing it's mm. fucking brilliant uh, like I said, like I said, all the the picks, I, I like. I know I, I was expecting us to be talking about, like, say, definitely some movies, but not the, the ones that we have talked no, about. No, me neither. Quite interesting. Me neither. I've, I've had like such a, a, a not a shock, but a, mm. an exciting thrill ride. But yes, so um, I'm going to do a quote for my next pick because I love this film as a kid. I didn't know it was a spoof until, like I say, I got a bit older and realised it was uh, like. A, a spoof of taking the piss out of pretty much any like style of movie that it was from. Um, but it, it stars some of my favorite actors, uh, even like seeing them today in like modern TV shows as well. But um, see if you can get it from the court. So wherever is there the is, in... nope. I was thinking the same. <laughs> wherever there is injustice, you would find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. Wherever liberty is threatened, you will find. You know it? I do, but I don't. I do, but I can't remember what the fuck it's from. The Three Amigos. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> I watched this. Like, say, as you said, it was a parody of all different types of westerns at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a serious thing as a kid, just because of how hilarious and how stupid it was. Um, just the jokes in, in it was just like way above my head at, the, at, at that age. But as I got older and like I watched it so many times, like, say, I'm one of the biggest Steve Martin fans, like say f- from his movies, like in the eighties, like say from the, th- the man with three brains, trains, planes, trains and automobiles um, to parenthood uh, house sitter as well. Um, to, to now watching him like getting his glory back in only uh, murders in, in apartments, which is one of the best TV shows I have seen in a long time. Did Very you watch bad. last night's episode? No. Haven't seen past the episode four. So no, nah, no spoilers. You yeah. know, I don't give them away. Yeah, but honestly, this, like I said, the jokes in this was just brilliant. Like, they were going around uh, Mexico because they've been fired as as field actors uh, and they got a telegram to come and save this city where this Mexican town thought they were real heroes. Yeah. And, they just thought, <laughs> uh, and they, because they don't understand the English language when they thought, like I say, uh, what was it? Um, 
uh, infamous. They thought, oh, infamous means like more than famous instead yeah. of like say a horrible person. So they thought they were going to see this big time producer to get a show in Mexico. So they go there to f- try and save this city, and everyone's going, yeah, the three amigos, they're these heroes, and they're doing like live dance acts and Chevy Chase and Martin Shorts just acting like proper clowns um to the point where they go oh we've got to save the city so they go to out out back they have this song where they're eating bats and it's just like all the country life is singing to them as well um they they go it's not a flaming bush a singing bush uh so the singing bush they find and then they've got to try and um do a ritual to get the invisible uh swordsman or the uh, gun uh, guns gun invisible someone to come and help them with the quest and they've all got to shoot up in the end Chevy's chase being lazy shoots off in the direction and actually shoots the person that's meant to be saving them and it's just like like proper slapstick stupid humour yeah. um, but it it is like say one of like say my favourite movies from start to finish like I even like the jokes towards the end where Steve Martin gets the girl then Martin Shaw gets a, a prettier girl then Chevy Case gets this absolutely worldy that's never been shown on thing. It's just that that kind of piss take. Yeah. And um, meeting El Guapo and they're like trying to tell him like these guys are like proper idiots and stuff. And it's like um, the jokes and they get, ah, I kill this one, leave these other two things. But it's just so in your face stupid. It's just you can't help but love this movie. That film got me into Chevy Chase in a big way. Um, Mm -hmm. So I actually tortured my grandparents with Chevy Chase films for a while. And for about two years of me going over there from living in Germany, all we watched for about three or four weeks of my holiday over here was um, uh, Blazing Saddles, Three Amigos, then Fletch and Fletch Lives. Mm -hmm. Wow. And we... Oh, I had their lives and honestly Fletch Lives is still to this day one of the funniest films ever and it's probably thanks to that film that I started watching it mm-hmm. it's well, so good I would say and I'm going to I'm seeing Goodwill's comment and I agree with them and I was, was going to actually say it before he mentioned it but Three Amigos is very much Galaxy Quest but a western <laughs> <laughs> It really is, but not in a bad way. And it yeah. honestly, it is hilarious. Martin, like, I'm not the biggest fan of Chevy Chase, but mm. Martin Short and Steve and Steve Martin together, yeah. they are mm. magic. They're unreal. Chevy Chase magic. is an arsehole. Yes, mm. he is. But I, that's not why I'm not a big. I was just, I, I just didn't find him funny. Mm-hmm. Them two, when mm. they are on screen together, like, even if it's this Father the Bride, only uh, in the building, like. I can oh. still I, I can still remember Mum watching Father the Bride for the first time and just crying laughing just at Martin Short saying the cack for the cake. Uh, the what cack. do you want on the cack? How do you like the cack? And she's just like crying or laughing because it's such stupidity humour. But it was just because he had an accent and, yeah. and stuff. But it's, uh, his, it's his physical presence as well. And and do you know what I love? And only murders in the building that Steve Martin's taken some of that physical comedy that Martin that you would get from Martin Short yeah. and mm-hmm. is using it. And it is lovely to see that how they bounce off each other and how the, the actings like progress together. I just mm-hmm. oh, honestly I could wax about them all night. What made that. me love that show? is the fact that if you look at their characters and how they're acting, it is literally a tribute to each other. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. What a lovely way of putting it, Kev, because it really is. It's literally a tribute to each other. And I love the fact that you've got two massive names such as them two, and then you bring her in, and she's mm-hmm. not very well known as an actress. 
No, and she's she's, not. she stands aground with them and yeah. they lift her up and it is yeah. unreal. Those two heroes in my eyes. They are honestly yeah. they're, they're never trying angels. to oversh- they never try and overshadow anyone. No. And like I say, when never. when even in the performances as well, like again with Steve Martin, that this is again we're gonna start talking about the only murders in this thing <laughs> in the podcast, but uh, um, we are gonna do one. <laughs> what, what I love about this show is this, how simply like Steve Martin is known as as the clown. Is he's he's a comedy genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he for the first half of that series, he is very much the straight man. Yep. Is, is everything that's played off him. There's only, like I say, not the spoilers, there's only when you get to the end of the season when he, the comedy chops comes out and you see it in a way that you've never experienced, no. like I say, since uh, the likes of as, uh, probably his parenthood. The physical, yeah. the physical comedy in that man mm-hmm. when you get to the last episode is something to marvel over because he is what 70 something wow and he is he is running circles around the majority of comedians out there today work and like yeah. it was it, we are going to do an episode on this series because it is worthy of a proper sit-down talk but oh. Sorry, seventy six. I do apologise. Yeah, there is, um, but that's it, not that far off, mind. <laughs> in the latest episode, and it's not a spoiler. Don't worry. There is actually a nod to what we've just been talking about there. Right, and it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. Like I say, this this series is totally worthy of its own episode. So we will get down to sit and talk about it. Oh, it's unreal. But Paul, bravo mm. on that choice. That's yeah. such a good choice. Cool. So moving on to Sammy's fourth pick now. Oh, it's me. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> it's come around so soon. Um, right, this is one of my mother's favourite films. Not lying. It is from 1995, and it again stars the great Leslie Nielsen. It is Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Yes. Get in. I'll just go out the room, shall I? You don't like this film? It's Get not out. one for me. It's a, You're sorry. Yeah. Oh my god! I love I this film. Mm-hmm. Remove him, please. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I love it. I love how much my mother loves it. Like Dracula is like, I, I think I talked about this on the Vampire episode. Like, I love the story of Dracula. I mm-hmm. do absolutely love it. So any any variation of it, I am going to watch it. Um, but the, I just. I love the bond. Like me and my mom, my mom doesn't do horror. So I love the fact that I had this, like we had this together. This is what we yeah. love together. And she loves this film so much. I think I bought her on DVD and she has it on like VHS and DVD because she loved it that much. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I would be remiss if I wasn't to put this on my list tonight. I think she would actually murder us. <laughs> she doesn't live that far away. <laughs> It's one of Leslie Nielsen's best roles. Just the whole, Noah Renfield, you walk, I fly. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And him and Mel Brooks having that argument, you've got to get the last word, don't you? For look, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Mel Brooks being in this. That would explain my mum's love for it because my mum really has like a very soft spot for, for Mel Brooks. He's brilliant. But Leslie Nielsen like steals this performance aesthetically he looks like a Dracula like he could he He really does does. but because you know that face like it's it's always going to be funny (laughs) yeah you can't be taken seriously the only time 
Oh, God, I love the dream sequence he has where he's outside and he's drinking wine and eating chicken. Yes. <laughs> he's having a it's, nightmare. <laughs> it's also him from Ghostbusters as well, Ghostbusters 2, yeah. who plays Janosch. Yeah. Um, he is has some of the best co- like physical comedy in this and quite disturbing as well. Like yeah. The bugs and, yeah. He's, he's quite good. He was also in um, Numbers. Right. Numbers was a good a good role for him. If you haven't seen that yet, um, he's really odd. He is, but he's very good in that show. It's a show about solving crimes by math. Uh, by maths, it's got um, him from Ten Things I Hate About You, and as well, um, I've got a dick on me face, don't I? Oh <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. But the fella from Dracula Dead and Loving It, um, he's like a physicist or something, and he's really in touch with the world, and he's proper weird and spaced out and just proper chilled. He ends up going into space and questioning mortality. <laughs> it's just, it's a good role for him. It's, it's very weird for him, but it's good. He's a it really good actor. Also has um, John Ritter's wife in it, and I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Yeah, um, redhead. No. I can't yeah. think of her name, but she was she was in a lot of them type films, or wasn't yep. she? She was in a lot of spoof films, um, and I really can't think of her name at the top of their head. But eleven <laughs> percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, if I'm you can't say anything nice, no, that, I'll, 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 I'll be honest. It's one of them movies that I've never been able to finish. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried so many times because, like I say, I love Leslie Nielsen. Like I say, he was like one of my like I say I, when I was younger, I snuck into the cinema to say Naked Gun uh, and um, Two and a Half. Uh, when I was too young to see it, I snuck in behind someone else uh, to get in to see it just because I needed to see that movie. Um, it was all, <laughs> Old ABC uh, this uh, in Southern Town. Um, again, it's it's a it's a strange one because it, it ticks all the boxes why I should like it. Um, it just I I I got bored. I got really hey. bored watching it. It, yeah. it felt like a, it a long. I felt like it was a long movie as well. I don't know what the runtime was. Not long enough. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it happens. I, I was exactly the same with fanboys, which is why I was quiet through that one. It mm. wasn't for me, you know. The, mm. Can't agree with everything, can we? Otherwise, Truth. this would be really fucking boring. We would all just be kissing each other's ass, but we Can't can sit and it. have a fucking argument over uh, Phantom Menace and still walk away, friends. Killed it, friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dracula Den loving it. I can't go on too much about it because again, I've not seen it for a very long time. But I, I had, I couldn't not put it on there. I did it for my mom. Grant's very quiet. This one. Are you with me or are you Tim Sammy? <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was a kid, mate. Um, I remember enjoying it, but much go. the same it's as team, you said about Naked Gun Two and a Half. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was that kind of humour where, you know, when you were young, everything would buckle you because it, it's it's over the top and it's slapstick and I remember enjoying it mm-hmm. um you know when I put that little quiz together uh, for folks to do online through the Facebook group and that kind of stuff there's a, a very lovely shot of a an, a, an amply proportioned lady um mm-hmm. in there and if anybody got that one right that was from Dracula Dead and Loving It it was like oh yeah that's definitely the screenshot I'm using <laughs> um but I remember very very little about this movie other than laughing <laughs> yeah I, it's i guess i i just i wish i watched it recently but i i, I wasn't actually going to pick it mm. i was going to go with something else um but again for your mom i picked it for my mother 
Cool. Find my mother. So there you go. That's my fourth pick. Yeah. So moving on to Grant. So he's second from last pick. Indeed. And um, where do we go with Spoofen? Except for Spoofen, probably what would maybe be regarded as the greatest story ever told. Um, I've mentioned this movie once. Uh, I've actually mentioned this movie twice on previous podcasts when I've gone off on one about my favourite author. Um, I love the Pythons. Oh, I absolutely right. adore Monty Python. If I could do this one over and I hadn't already put Monty Python and the Holy Grail in there in my top five fantasy movies, then it would probably be taking its place. But Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Yeah. But isn't this, oh, isn't this not a spoof? Because it's a factually correct movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, it actually happens. <laughs> true story. Hashtag true story. Oh, we're keeping politics and religion and everything out. <laughs> oh, man. You know, every time Paul starts going off on one in one of the chats, I'm literally just going to put, you're not the Messiah. You're a very, very naughty, naughty boy. boy. I'm going to Photoshop his head onto uh, that scene where he's standing on the balcony with his fucking cock out. <laughs> I'm sure he'll just do it for you anyway if you ask him. <laughs> yes, nicely. I mean, how can we ever fault the Pythons, though? You know, pretty much everything that they do is absolute gold. And Life of Brian, you know, it's... It, it, it's hysterical from absolute start to finish, regardless of whether you're religious or whether you're not religious, you all know the story that is being told. Yeah. You all know the story that has been parodied and some of the stuff that they just randomly throw out in there to keep you giggling and keep you, keep you engaged is absolutely unbelievable. You know, it, it's quotable beyond words. You know, he's mm-hmm. not the Messiah. He's a naughty boy. Um, you know, people's front of Judea. biggest dickers, yeah. Mm-hmm. The people's front of Judea, you know, Willis Waterwick. Um, <laughs> all of it is <laughs> say something funny about biggest dickers. <laughs> what about his wife in Continentia? <laughs> that, um, that entire scene, uh, the biggest dickers scene was complete improv. I did and, not know that. Yeah, they were told if you laugh during this scene, you're fired and you're not <laughs> getting paid. That's why that soldier is buckling but trying not to laugh. That's unbelievable. I did not know that. Yep. <laughs> I am not a huge fan of Python, and I don't know if Get it's out. just an. It's, I don't know <laughs> yeah. if it's a, no, I don't know if it's an ear thing or what. I just didn't. Some of the humor just kind of went over my head. But Life of Brian is the one that I have watched like a million times like my dad is a huge python fan and this is the one that i would stick around to watch so i Mm. i love this choice even the theme song as well the theme song is a proper ripoff from a bond movie because it does sound like it's shirley bassey singing it yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's one of them movies i love as well because simply you can pick it up at any time. It doesn't matter if you if you watch at the start. If it's on TV, you can never be the last five minutes, halfway through, or like say, a quarter way through. You can pick it up and just enjoy it for the, the sheer stupidity at any point in this movie where it goes off on tangent and goes complete left field, and it's just just craziness. And um, there's jokes for everyone as well, and that's what Pythons do well. 
the the do jokes for adults, the do jokes for kids. I'm not saying kids should be watching the life of Brian, oh, no. but uh, <laughs> it might be better than other biblical stories, shall we say? But, uh, <laughs> but uh, less likely to start a war. Yeah, like has just come up in the chat there as well by yeah, Lee Davis as well. The mm-hmm. ending of Monty Python is mm-hmm. absolutely iconic. Mm-hmm. That's a song that will, you know, some of the best musicians and composers in the world are jealous of the fact that that song is going to stand the test of time for decades, if not centuries after we are long gone. You're still going to have Eric Idle fucking hanging there singing it. It's just it's it's genius, Emma. Who was the guy who played Brian? What was his name? It's like really Brian. doing me nothing. Brian. Was it? Was it really called no, Brian? No, no, I don't know. I can't remember. Brian I, Christ. Was it Brian Christ? <laughs> <laughs> well, IMDb. I just can't be asked, Kev. That's all. That's yeah, why I was I asking. <laughs> What's his name? Um, way ahead of you. The pressure's Where's on. The now? bloody cast list. <laughs> Who's going to get there first? Kevin Grant. Kevin Grant. Kevin Grant. Grant. Kev. Oh, Kev. bloody me! For fuck's sake, man! <laughs> Is it googling? Not building it. Graham Chapman. Thank you. Yeah. Who was also biggest? Sorry, I had that at exactly the same time. <laughs> Who was also biggest diggers? <laughs> yeah. I just his name because he he. I'm sorry to do this, but he did pass away not long after Life of Brian, didn't he? Or was it well after? After I think, I can't remember. I, I just remember watching a documentary with my dad, and he was like, "Yeah, he's dead." This is where I get my thing from, you know. It's probably my dad going, "Yeah, he's dead." <laughs> he's dead, Dave. He's dead, Dave. Nineteen eighty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> I died, died in eighty-nine. Yeah. Oh well. Not that long after. Been dead for a long time, then. Yeah. So. Are we happy to move on? Or are we still talking about Brian? <laughs> no, I'm good. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on Kevlar's last. My last yeah, one. We need we need a multiverse where uh, it's Brian as opposed to Jesus. Well, it's funny you say that. <laughs> it because, is the multiverse. Um, oh, we could bring Brian back. Mm-hmm. Why? Because uh, my last pick, we'll start it off with a bit of For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. And we'll raise the dead a little bit with Zombieland. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, uh, let's have Twinkies and raise the dead. Yes. I'll do that. Fuck, mm. have you tried a Twinkie? They're beautiful. Oh, fuck off the horrible. <laughs> oh, oh, be here, dude. There are. Boot out after this. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start a coup. <laughs> Twinkies are really nice. <laughs> I've got all the login details. <laughs> That's the second time I've pulled that awful laugh. Yes. You keep yes. them hiding from the camera as well. You keep getting lower and lower down. I'm really sorry. It's not. It's. I do see that. It's. It's Grant's fault. He disappeared, and right. I'm blaming yes. Grant. That's fine. So, Zombieland, what a wow. pick. That, that was, like I say, I was contemplating it, but again, I thought I'd push the boat out with uh, like Cabin in the Woods with trying to, like I say, trying to explain what a parody is, but definitely it is up there, and it is a send-up 
of it's every a single spoof of every Romero film essentially. Yeah, you've got is. the you've got the redneck in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. You've got the college kids, the little preppies who haven't got a clue, mm-hmm. who turns out to be one of the heroes of it. You've got the damsels in distress who are like the final girls who aren't fucking damsels in distress. No. They are badass. Mm-hmm. And you've got dead people and yeah. humour. It's hilarious. And then you've got Bill Murray. Well, hard Bill Murray. Bill Murray's cameo was the best cameo in any film ever. It was unbelievable, um, and I still think, just for Garfield, he deserved that shot. <laughs> True, but I do love it when they're in the cinema, uh, and he's actually teaching, um, I've got a name now, is it Winchester? Uh, Winchester, Win- Winchester uh, Tar. Uh, Wich- uh, uh, Wichita. Uh, t- teaching her like, who she's going to call. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, like the excitement's building there. It's like, oh, you're going to learn who to call now. <laughs> I absolutely love that scene where they're sat in Bill Murray's house, and she goes, oh, who's Bill Murray? And like Woody Harrelson turned around. I've never kid before. But, but I will make an exception. <laughs> it's a hilarious film. It's got a lot of serious overtones to it, especially when you realise that Woody Harrelson lost his kid. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's, it's, that scene. It's it so really destroying. fucking does. It's so destroying. Um, I love the start of it is um, Amber Heard getting a head smashed in, essentially. Did not know that. Going to worry. Watch that film. <laughs> it's the last that attacks Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, it's at the start. Oh, she's she's done a face over, man. I, I didn't realise that she's been in half the shit I've seen, and yeah, yeah she's had work done on that. Yet. Oh, of course she has. But uh, I've um, one of my favourite films uh, for laughing. Uh, me and Charlotte watched the second one when it came out, and we pissed ourselves again. Thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, well. Don't know what the hell that was, but I. <laughs> <laughs> that might be Grant's wife. <laughs> but I um, enjoyed it. Music was great. Um, Woody Harrelson, absolutely fantastic. Oh, Didn't mind Jesse Eisenberg in it either. I can't stand that bloke. Um, yeah, but he same, was but good. he was he was toler- tolerable. He was, and the losses were just absolutely unbelievable. Abigail yeah. Breslin was phenomenal. Honestly, that girl really like. I hate to admit, ever admit this, but My Sister's Keeper is my go-to cry film. Like, if, if I want a good old, like, break my heart cry, I will sit and watch that film. It's class. She just shocks the shit out of me how grown up she is. But oh, I just, I love her. I love her in that. I love her as in Screen Queens. I thought she was absolutely yes. fantastic. Yeah, yeah she was I a have, standout there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I have so much time for her. I would love to see her do more. I still haven't gotten around to seeing the second one. And it is just sheer laziness. Like, I just, I keep forgetting about it. It's not as fun as the first one, but it is still good. Um, Woody Harrelson's still on top form. It will never beat clowns why why did it have to be a clown yeah the zombie clown uh that i clowns my pet peeve like if someone comes up to me on a night out dressed as a clown he's not going to need a fake red nose i fucking i'm terrified of them so are you talking about actual like hong kong clowns and not just like makeup clowns because like i'll look like a clown when i've got makeup on like big red nose and oh okay clowns like circus clowns um Mm, like touch it like Touchy clowns, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they come. Well, clowns are yipping next to. Well, why do you think everyone's scared of bloody clowns? They're all touchy feely. I've never been in front of a clown. 
Look at John Wayne Gacy. Big non-energy out of clowns, like, definitely. John Wayne Gacy. Spending the clowns. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Xander was terrified of them. Supernatural. Sam was terrified of them. They're bloody rapey. <laughs> Rapey clowns. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there, now there's a horror movie we're going to make now next. <laughs> no, they did a Winnie the Pooh one. Why can't they oh, do Rapey clowns? I've, I've got did they do a Rapey Winnie one. the Pooh? Yeah. No, just a Winnie the Pooh horror film. Oh, right. Okay. Because yeah. that's any different than a Rapey Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Zombieland was absolutely fantastic for me. It was a. Uh, Good choice, right, right yeah. up there with some of the best zombie films ever made, and it's a comedy. Definitely. Yeah, and honestly, one of, the best, one of the best soundtracks as well. Oh, yeah, no back. Oh, hundred percent. I'm not blowing smoke up your asses, lads, but really good choices tonight, right? <laughs> After earlier, mine have been shit. <laughs> Bless you. No, that was good. like say Zombieland. Like that opening scene is oh. one of the best opening scenes when you see like, uh, like say the wifey getting chased and crashes the car, flies out. Like, yeah. like everything's just in slow mo. That mm. that was the thing that element turned. And you see like the firemen getting chased and they're on fire and stuff like that. It's just zombie kill of the week. Yes. Yes, and the <laughs> and fact the that everything's all explained, like yeah. these rules are all listed out and shown yeah. in examples. And then you've got Metallica on, and you're like, hang on a minute. The, the <laughs> when did they start letting music out? I like yeah. the rules. Amazing though. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's another one of them that's similar to um, Hot Fuzz, where yep. the the production value and the the quality of the special effects is it hits you when mm. you're not expecting it. You know, you're expecting yeah. you know a little bit of prosthesis and a little bit of gore, and then you get like a, a massive level of splatter happening with a lot of the kills, and suddenly you're yeah. like, whoa, you know, I I was just expecting a gunshot. I wasn't yeah. expecting, you know, a full head explosion. And yeah, yeah. What have you. Like, it, it, it knocks you for six visually um, mm-hmm. because you're not you're not expecting it to be as visually gratifying as you yes. get. What a word. Love that. Visually, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It, is. it was a, mm-hmm. It was shot amazingly. Mm-hmm. They used very clever angles on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one that gets me is Woody Harrelson at the end when um, Wichita throws him at the Twinkie and he's just sat looking at the Twinkie and he starts crying. Um, I'd have done the same. I when it, when, my arse off. For me, what gets me is when you find out about Woody Harrelson's, like, what he lost. You, yeah. think it's, you think it's a dog, but then you turn out it was his son. It broke me. Yeah, that was always the sad part in it. Yeah. But that, like I say, with good like movies like that, it's the ones where they can play on every single emotion. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not just there, but as we were saying before, it was mentioned, like, the rules had me everything like when it was the same first thing double tap uh, uh was it cardio, cardio. make sure because all, all the fatties went first so i'll be fucked yeah. um fasten your seat belt. <laughs> check the stalls fasten your seat belt yeah so just like weird rules to try and live your life but it was just like sensible things that yeah uh, yep. that did work. common sense uh, it was just I, th- I thought it was so clever for storytelling wise that we never got to know their names and we didn't care yeah. We were happy with the names that were given to us, and we managed to, through just that name, get a picture of these people. Like, I, it like, was, I just yeah. loved it. I really loved that. And how that like aspect was nationwide as well. Everyone that come to had the same type of like idea that it just it was just. Yeah. But what happens if someone was from the same town or same city had the same name that 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 was never explored? 
Number two, I would love to know what Grant just said to his wife there. You probably. I was talking to my wife. I was talking to my wife. Sorry, the, no, the project, Jacob has actually been sitting in the corner. Um, oh, right. oh <laughs> hi, so. Jacob. With a naked dad. Shocking. Yeah, everybody, everybody saying hello, son. Say hello. All right. Hello. There he is. Hello. I think Paul's the only person that's ever actually met Jacob. And the last time Paul saw Jacob, he was he probably was about three or four. Yeah, so. it, was, it was a very a lot more smaller than like he is now. Bless him. <laughs> Sorry, um, no, don't, don't ever apologize. Um, I love Zombieland, though. It makes us want to go and watch it again. Even mm-hmm. if it's just for the opening. The opening yes. is just pretty fucking special. Because there's certain films where, as you said, there's great openings to movies. Like that is up there with Watchmen. Yeah, oh, Watchmen's oh, like, usually the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I say, what can tell a story and give, like, tell you what's happening yeah. in a, in a few moments, but do it in a way where it's like, like, just magic in in a way. I know it yeah. sounds a bit cheesy and stuff. It like that. doesn't but, at all. It's visually, visually yeah. magical. The zombie yeah, films. Yeah. This opening is right up there with the remake of Dawn of the Dead, with when the man comes around. Yeah. Because that tells the story through the song while you've got the flashing images going. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was fantastic. It's the only part of that film that I liked. Oh, that's okay. Then I was like, whoo, you actually like that film? We might oh, have just, to have words. I'm, I'm not a Zack Snyder fan at all. I'm just, um, I'm just I, too long winded. I, I love the original, is one of my favorites. Yep. And it's, it's, it's just, it just, it hits a, it hits a bad note with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like it, but uh, the opening was fantastic with Johnny Cash playing, and that reminded me a lot. Yeah, of cool. this in Zombieland, so it was it was very well done. Awesome, awesome. The, um, the artistic element involved in montages, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I mean? It almost goes back to a literary concept of having like an epilogue and a prologue. Yeah, yeah. and your mm-hmm. story in a lot of movies are doing really, really well of tying in their. Um, the credit sequences into yeah. a little prologue. It's like, okay, so here's your foundation. And instead of wasting the first 20 minutes of the movie, setting your foundations for your storyline, they're going, mm-hmm. right, you know, here's while the credits are rolling. Yep. Here's what's happened. Here's what's going on. Here's some cool visual bits to get you going. The Watchman does it fantastically. Yeah. Possibly yeah. the best opening sequence of any film I've ever seen. And you're absolutely right. Zombieland is it's the opening sequences. It's it's gorgeous. Because who doesn't love a motherfucking montage? Montage. <laughs> Even Rocky had a montage. Montage. It works for Rocky Four. It's yeah. good. <laughs> so, so sorry. So, so moving on slightly with that amazing pick. I've left left. Normally, I leave my best pick to last. I'll probably pick the shittest movie ever for my last pick. Now, I've I do love this movie, but I can't say that it's a it's a good movie. Is it the Goonies? Uh, no, I, I, yeah, that's it. I can remove you from the chat now. Um, <laughs> but when I think about it, it is a parody to everything that we've got now in the superhero genre. But it is absolutely shit fantastic, and the. Ca- the cast in this is absolutely top level cast as well. I think I'm uh, really going with this. I did have another pick, but this pick in this section, but this actually removed it. I did have Major League in because I'm a big Charlie Shane fan. Yeah, and and like I said, like the cast for that was brilliant. And I with it grew up on that. I I love Major League, but I do enjoy. I do love this movie more, and I do try and watch this at least once a year just for the shit fantastic of it. It stars Ben Stiller. In Mystery Men. 
classic. <laughs> Absolutely love it. The shit Blue fan- Raja. Do you know what? To describe a movie as shit fantastic, I am like, yeah, I want to know about this. <laughs> I love shit fantastic movies. So this basically, one is really good. Yeah, so basically the, the idea behind it is like these really terrible superheroes with these really terrible powers are left to fight for the city because they accidentally killed uh, the big superhero to save everyone yep. who was bored anyway because he defeated all the supervillains. So he uh, unleashes one that he thinks he like he should easily defeat just to make it more interesting and get some positive vibes. And then he fucks up. And these gang of idiots like Ben Stiller... Um, like, I guess earlier. Past- yes, uh, Ben Stiller... Uh, as a, a Usher, uh, my teenage crush of the 80s, Janino Garofalo. Garofalo. Uh, um, I fancy the pants of a. Uh, oh, I still fancy the pants of Shane Garofalo. Um, William, oh, William H. Macy. That's the um, one. Greg uh, Kinnear. Um, it's oh my got God, what a cast. Paul Rubens, uh, as he is odds in it. Uh, um, it's got. Kel from Keenan and Kel in it. Yep. You know, Orange Soda Dude. <laughs> I love how his, like, Usher's power is turning invisible when nobody's looking. Yeah. That would be mine. <laughs> that would be my look. I would get that superpower. <laughs> it's all right. Mine would be Mr. Furious's. I'd get mildly angry. <laughs> mildly. <laughs> I love it. It's been a oh, long yeah. time since I've seen this. Like, it's such a good film. But it Hank is really area. good. Hank Azaria as the Blue Raja is absolutely legendary. I love that man. <laughs> but yeah, so just uh, like it, un, the only bad thing is, like, say, because I'd still like the song, but it, it made Smash Mouth like a like yeah. as part of, part of the thing. So you had it here, Smash Mouth, uh, All Star, all the way through this film. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of like grains and drives it drives it home. So it's like, yeah. hey, now I'm an All Star. Get your game on. Hey, get way <laughs> <laughs> all that glitters. But yeah, um, sorry, uh, it's just utterly ridiculous, and it's a little bit dark as well. So it's a bit yeah. gothy, and yeah. the vibes in it. And it was before like superhero movies were cool as well. So it was before the trend of, of these type of things. So it wasn't trying to like, build a franchise. It just went out there and just to make this stupid movie. And it is pure stupid. And when it came out, this was a fucking mistake. It flopped big style. It didn't it do well at the cinema. Um, it was um, Dark Horse Comics, wasn't it? Or Vertical? I can't remember like say who it was based on. But it, I know it didn't make money as well. It got Released no, and it, it did like it didn't get much of a home release. It came on Sky quite quickly, yeah. but when you watch it back now, it's entertaining as fuck for just like how shit it is. It's phenomenal. I absolutely love it. Um, mm-hmm. You look like it, William H Macy is absolutely fantastic, and I love the fact that he's just a family man that wants to keep this like the streets safe. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Ben Stiller, who's just an angry man who wants to let some anger out. Mm-hmm. But you've got the Blue Raja, and I literally cannot express the love I have for this man. Mm-hmm. He's just such an unassuming man. You look at him in something like this, and then Friends, and mm-hmm. then you look at him voicing in The Simpsons, and this man is fucking shredded. Like, you saw him take his top off. You would not want to pick a fight with the dude. He is he absolutely is shredded. super mm-hmm. talented as well. He is. But he's the yeah. nicest guy ever. Yeah. I just, I've got so much love for Hank's area, mm-hmm. even in um, Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, and this this well has the one of the best bad guys in it as well as Jeffrey Rush, as like say, <laughs> these get like 
big fingernail and stuff like that. That's, that, that's what he does. That's how he's fighting. He's fighting with his fingernail. He's got these like giant nails that he's always like filing down. And Eddie Izzard is a bad guy in it as well as his henchmen. passing over. Uh, it's just absolutely just stupid to to the levels where you just this shouldn't work. It doesn't work at levels, but. You can't it, help but watch it. It yeah. works on so many other levels. I, <laughs> yes. I've, I've seen it once, but it was many years ago. It, but is Frankenstein Casanova Eddie Izzard's name? No, no, he's the boss. No, no, he's called, called Tony P or something. I'm sorry, but uh, Frankenstein Casanova is a, definitely a burlesque name. Like, mm. that is yeah, that is genius. That I, I want to pinch that as a new Instagram name now. <laughs> Isn't Eddie Izzard and um, his partner like the Disco Boys or something like that? The disco. Yes, the disco. Oh, is that what someone's just been shouting in the chat? Disco is not dead. Yeah. yeah. So when they go and fight them, like say that, like the big, like one of the big scenes is this: the mystery men gang up to fight uh, the Casanova, and they're in uh, like a limousine, and they kind of barricade the doors, and they all just run around throwing knives, spoons, uh, and Ben Stiller's getting really angry on the top of the uh, limo and smashing things like pounding his fists and the gangsters and like the bad guys are in the limo going what the fuck is going on with these people and the only the only bad thing is like say the only one with any real power is the bowler uh, which is yeah. uh, like say uh, Janina Galopio's character who's like the head of a dead dad and it's a possessed the bowling ball and she when she throws it it flies and it goes for the like the limo that's the only type of risk that the, they're in and then they run away and they're like mildly damaged the limo and they're like this was the best day ever this is like our victory and the bad guys are out going what the fuck was that yeah <laughs> i do remember i do like have like flashbacks of it coming up it's just been a really long time <laughs> such a good film mm-hmm. but yes like, so- that was uh on my list and i was flip-flopping between that and superhero movie <laughs> oh god <laughs> did Leslie, you actually you were sorry i thought you were going to chuck a more off the wall one out Mm-hmm. There as well. It's not a film that I've seen, but that I'm aware of, and it was Wayne's brother's first film called mm-hmm. "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker." I'm gonna get you. Oh sucker. my god! Yeah, that was uh, a when you mentioned about heroes and all that kind of stuff, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm I've gonna heard get you, about sucker." Was good. Not seen it. <laughs> Matt. Well, cool. So that's my last are, pick. If then. you're finished with your last pick, that goes nicely into or oh, a nice segue into my last pick. Because mm-hmm. it's probably the most obvious one of the choice. Because it's one of my favorite films of all time. What What's up? What's up? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it is scary movie. I fucking adore. I re- honestly came this close to doing scary movie one and two as a pick, and then I thought, no, I'll just I'll go with the one that is my strong go- hand. This is my strong. Well, see, I can quote that as all. <laughs> How about a standing ovation? <laughs> Why don't I be the bigger man and walk away? <laughs> um, but I, I, I find Scary Movie too funnier, but I gravitate more towards Scary Movie. I yeah. don't know. And I think it's probably because of the scream reference in yeah. there. The, you know what I mean? So I think that's where I go to. But who the fuck does not like Scary Movie? You're the liars if you say you don't. No, oh, it's, it's a film. It's an entertainment aspect. Like I said, it not only takes the piss out of Scream, it, like, it has a digs at all. And like I love the references to uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer as well. Yeah. In there. Um, when, like I said, the, the old models, when she's like won the like the talent bee and the, all of them take the knife off the killer and start stabbing her because she's annoying. <laughs> that, that, that was a brilliant move and stuff. Yeah. Like. Doggy style. Mm, yes. It's, um, 
it's rare are absolutely fine rare hilarious <laughs> the um uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean Wayans yeah. I find him absolutely hilarious especially at the end where the big reveal and he's like me and Ray are gay and he's like I'm not gay, I'm not gay. <laughs> whoa, whoa you <laughs> shocked my dick <laughs> I like shopping. (laughs) I love it when you put your finger in my ass. That's not mine. Ray, sorry. (laughs) I just, I, I think Shorty, like Marlon Wayans, was brilliant, and he and he carries that same energy into the second one, which I think really like works for him. But there's something about Sean in this one. I'm like, oh, I just, I love him so much. Um, I love this one. I love, I hate saying a name the way Chris Pratt said it, so I'm never going to do it, but Anna Faris. Unreal. Honor, honor. Um, yeah, I love Anna Faris in this. She is a true born physical comedian. Like, oh, I love her. The, the scary movies and Just Friends is probably her masterpiece. Or even Just Friends. Funny. How hilarious is she in Just Friends? Yes. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. (laughs) There's more than saying sorry. Um, I absolutely hate that film because of Ryan Reynolds. I don't like I don't like that man, but she's brilliant. Absolutely. His brother in that film. Well his brother is the guy who has cancer and fanboys. (laughs) Um but yeah. Scary movie has an absolutely amazing cast. Um oh my goodness, who plays um E, what's her name? She's in American Pie. Oh my God! Nadia, Shannon Elizabeth, that's right. Shannon Elizabeth, yes, she is absolutely fantastic in this. It is like a proper one eighty from what you had just seen her in, which was American Pie, and you expecting like you you just not expecting what you get from her from a character. And that that scene where her death scene still tickles my funny bone today. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't, because it's it's so stupid. The whole film's stupid, but I just I have such a love for this film. Like it, it just outreaches anything. Yeah, <laughs> every like, school had the rumors about the female PE teacher as well, Miss Man. Miss, oh, Miss <laughs> every school had one of those rumors. Yeah, sit down, sit down, just around with a dick out. It's 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 the way she sits down and goes, sit down, take off your bra. So creepy. The, the best elements. part of that film for me was Kurt Sutter when he's showing her the modelling photos. How about this one? Do you want to have a look again? Mm. <laughs> oh my God, I did that the other day to someone who was a passport photograph and I was like, show it again. And that one. <laughs> and what about that one? <laughs> Nobody got me a reference. It's such, like, it's got some great parts. Those, those ones aren't my favourite scary movies. I prefer Anna Faris in the later ones because the Zucker Brothers give her more to do. Well, I'll, do you know what? But, I will go back and give them a watch because I... I think I've seen when Charlie Sheen came in, the man I was like, he is the he is a good uh, king of spoof. I'm a Charlie Sheen fan. Winning, winning Tiger Blood. <laughs> um, nobody, nobody can take a bang on the head like Charlie Sheen. Honestly, he's, 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 he's like spoof is like up there for him, but I love oh, something about it. I just couldn't do. Um, the first one will always be my favourite. The second one is probably the funniest. Yeah. Because um, the set, like Tim Curry, man. like Tim Curry is unbelievable in that unbelievable. one. Unbelievable. The, the whole cast is. Um, the bird? Mm-hmm. Yes, the bird. <laughs> the the clown, the, the, the poltergeist oh, reference, no. where that... Co- yeah, I'm sorry, but that clown gets what's coming to him. Um, <laughs> I'm coming, Mike. Oh, she wins. Um, but yeah, 
scary movie. I'm going to have to like end mine with scary movie. I feel like mine's been very predictable, but I feel like I've gotten a good response, so I'm happy. Mm, We we pretty much knew what was coming, but like I say, we'll be disappointed if you weren't. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's my level now. Like, if I'm not predictable, (laughs) there's something wrong. (laughs) I am now very disappointed that I didn't choose one of the Hot Shots films. Yes. Do you know what? I was thinking of Hot Shots plot because I always remember that bit. It's the the, the scene Mm. with the the sweets and the hands, but it's been such a long time that I, I don't think I could hold a conversation about it. Ryan Styles. Ryan Styles is like um I used to watch him in that improv program. Whose, Whose line, line is, is it? Whose line is it anyway? Oh my yeah. gosh, brilliant, brilliant comedian. But yeah, my final pick is scary movie. Cool. The Grant. thing with scary movie, like especially the first one, is that there's little touches in it that I think are amazing. I'd never noticed them before. I watched yeah. it the other day. Um, Jacob's sitting just across from me here, and the minute I say this, I'm going to get the most disapproving look. But you know the 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 bit where there's the sex scene, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the bit where he comes and he splatters her against yep. the ceiling. Yes. It, it'd be so easy to just do that bit, but when it cuts back to him, it's like everything's yeah. just sunken yeah. in and like like all of the liquid has left his body as yeah. that has happened it's like it would have been so easy just to not put that little bit in but it's those little touches that they put in the scary movie that i think made it yeah. absolutely hilarious is that there's a, there's an attention to detail there in all of the daftness and all of the lunacy that make it 100%. so good compared to other spoof films. Yeah, I think it was it was it literally like Scream brought back the slasher genre in a way we were not expecting. Scary movie did the same <laughs> with the spoof genre as well. It like that's it what did. that's where it elevates from. And the fact that they use the Scream movie reject title as their yeah. title, yeah. genius. The, the thing Absolute that got me genius. about this film and it it made me go back and rewatch it was one scene had now I've only seen these parts so as far as I'm aware it's all that exists one scene had three <laughs> alternate takes so the scene where he's climbing out the window or how about PG-13 and she lifts it like opens the shirt or lifts the top up or something there, yeah. there was a big hairy belly there was a mm-hmm. bodybuilder and there was six nipples so oh my god I've seen three know different that. Scenes I've only just that. ever seen the, uh, the man titties that's yeah, about it I've seen three different scenes for that so I don't know if it's where it got released or TV yeah. releases where it was released okay. but so far I've seen three of them awesome but great they f- sorry they followed like that because obviously with Scream they did that lovely thing at the, the it's not lovely but they did that bit where they cast Drew Barrymore yeah. Um, yeah. at the beginning of Scream and she gets killed immediately and you're thinking oh Drew Barrymore she's going to be the, the central focus of it yeah. exactly they did exactly the same thing with Carmen Electra you know just off mm. the back of having yeah. you know done Playboy and she was regarded as like possibly the most beautiful woman in the world at the time and they kill her immediately as yeah. well it was like let's put take somebody with a massively high stature and have them die in the, the first five minutes I think yeah. it was a great shout out to what Scream did by kind of throwing a curveball at you that they did with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I, lo- I love that opening scene as well, especially where he's like, I've got your boyfriend outside and it's Scream, <laughs> it's Prince Scream, and she's like, oh, 
I fucked it, but it's not my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah, Scary Movie is my last pick. And cool. probably will not be my last pick on any other list. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'd, promising anything. I was going to say, we'll probably end up hearing about it again at some point. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> so Grant, we'll throw to you for your oh, last pick there, sir. Yeah, with close my last pick. Oh, close the closing show. the show, the comments are going to go fucking mental at this one. I would regard this one as a spoof film. Um, it's a remake. Mm-hmm. The comedy is subtle, but the comedy that is in there is utterly ridiculous, and that's why I would regard it as a spoof film. Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. Holy shit! And what we have is an alternative uh, way of looking at the Second World War, obviously. Mm -hmm. Massively serious in parts. Obviously, there's some absolutely brutal scenes. That, you know, that opening scene with Christopher Waltz, where he's (gasps) sitting there, drinking the milk and all that kind of thing. But the bit that gets me with this film and makes me think, I need need to look for underlying humour. I need to look for the tongue-in-cheek. Is just after that opening film, there's a bit back in Berlin and they go walking up a corridor and he turns to a guard and asks the time. And the guard looks at his watch, and there's no hands on the watch. It's just a swastika in the middle of the watch, mm-hmm. turning in circles, <laughs> so you can't tell what time it is. Fucking and <laughs> that bit always absolutely buckles me. It's a little bit of a throwback to um, movies like Top Secret. Surprised mm-hmm. that wasn't mentioned tonight, to be perfectly honest. I thought honest. someone was going to have never, never seen it. Never heard my of list. But yeah, you know, there's there's bits of you know Hitler getting killed in a you know in a the fire at the end. Obviously, it is parody. Yeah, it, it is, is spoof mm. because none of the events that happen in Inglorious Bastards actually happened. But mm-hmm. you've got comedy in there in these weird little bits, like the bit that I was talking about in relation to the um the watch and what have you. Obviously, Brad Pitt's character in mm-hmm. there is massively over the top yeah. and yeah. funny to he's, begin with. Um, so fantastic in that role. You know, the bit where he sneaks his guards in and they're standing there and he's like, just say your name again. I can't remember the names that they come out with, but he's like, you know, my name is Vario Messenzi. One more time. And he just keeps doing them all over the top and over the top and over the top Italian accents mm-hmm. as it keeps going and going and going. Um, I say not not spoof in necessarily the comedic sense, although I do think there's comedy involved in there with a lot of very, very serious themes. But I think Mm. Tarantino gets it just right to give you a giggle, to to make you have a a little bit of a laugh in amongst the... Chaos. The tra- the travesty that's going on. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's Nazis at the end of the day. Oh, no. And Nazis I, yeah. are, we don't use this word very often on the podcast, but Nazis are cunts. Yeah. I'm a little bit gutted as well, because this is just, because again, it's a, it is a parody. It is certainly up there, but it's just made us think of another movie that would have made me top five. And it's one of the best films you'll ever see, Jojo Rabbit. Wouldn't call it a, 
Uh, actually, it, it is. It's, it's, it, it is. It's pit taking the piss out of Hitler. Like he's got an imaggy friend. That's Hitler. Yeah. Around. It's got. And uh, yeah, the. I, I get that. Sorry, mate. I don't mean to interrupt, but now that I've, I've only seen George Rabbit a couple of times, it absolutely cuts my heart out. Oh, God. What you mean? The shoe. Up until that bit that it rips your heart out, there is definite spoof and parody <laughs> going on in amongst it all. But it's the greed in each other. When they all when they all greet each other, they can't not all say "Hail Hitler" until they've all finished. Like that is fucking funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. That is and, stereotypical. Um, what we expect from a Nazi. Sam Rockwell Alfie and Alfie Allen in it as well. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, I, I think I missed who Kev said there. The the last Sam Rockwell. Oh no, not the, there's a there's a female actress yeah, in there. Uh, it's like your babies for Hitler. And she's like, I've had eighteen babies in the last nine oh, months. Uh, Robert, Robert, <laughs> Robert, 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 Robert Wilson or something. Robert Wilson. Yeah, is, Robert Wilson. Yeah. You know, the, the, oh, that would have been an amazing choice as well. Yeah, mate. but you've yeah. also that made me dawn on me. You've also made me think of another one for mine, which would have been another Tarantino film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because that's kind of the same, like mm-hmm. in a sense, the same. Because you. Inglorious mm. Bastards and Once Upon a Time is movies changing history. Yeah. And I find something really special about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same with um, Ryan Murphy's Hollywood. Like yeah. that broke my heart for so many reasons. And all mm. because I wish every, every bit of that thing came true for them. Yeah, like, and but, I, I love movies like that. Yeah, I do apologize for jumping on, like, say, taking away from Inglorious Bass because I yeah. think that was <laughs> a good choice. It's just absolutely it's just, worth it with Jojo Rabbit, mate. It's yeah. mm. fucking it's absolute work of art. Honestly, yeah. we should review that, like, just sit down and have a proper chat about it because that's uh, it's, it's hard, it's hard to talk about because, as you said, it gets you so emotional because you like say it takes you to the highs where you think this is absolutely ridiculous, yeah. and then as soon as you see the shoes, the shoes. Mm. Yeah broke me in the pictures like I'm not even afraid to admit I had a lump in my throat at that point. Mm. I was hysterical. It's a good job I watch half the stuff at home because I think people would just ask me to leave. Like <laughs> I was hysterical. I mean, yes. Charlotte went to the pictures to see it. Mm-hmm. But, but coming back to like say what Grant was saying about um as I said, Inglorious Bastards, um like uh, Eli Roth's character as well is <gasps> absolutely amazing but adherent at the same time. Um, Did you kill her? Is the- that no, no, the he's bear killer. The Nazi killer. The Nazi killer. Uh, the, the bear Jew. The bear yeah. Jew. That I was, That's I was partway is, there. <laughs> absolute fucking tank class mm-hmm. um, soldier that just keeps smashing the heads in with baseball bats all of the time. It's you know, the, the the bit where he goes and um, they all, you know, that troop they go into the center of Berlin and break. I can't remember the name of the guy, but they break one of the guys out of prison. It's very, very early on where they're talking about, you know, kind of forming the team and all yeah. that. You know, the concept of five American soldiers walking into the middle of Berlin. Um, um, yeah, Indiana Jones does it as well. Um, but, you know, <laughs> but um, you know, again, you know, that's a, a spook. Can you imagine anybody with an English or American accent even being able to get close to Berlin without being overheard and, you know, kind of at that time, it, you know, that's a spook it in itself. Happen, yeah. And, yeah. It's, I say that there's comedy in there, but it's so, so underlying. The, the scene, the, um, the, the bit where they're all drinking uh, shots with yeah. Michael Fassbender. Um, you know, the, there's underlying comedy in there. It's extremely dark 
yeah. kind of covert humour, but it is in there and it's spoofing uh, it's... a set of events that shouldn't be spoofed in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's Diane Kruger, isn't it? Um, the, the female in, yes. the, in the group. Oh, she is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, she is. Oh, Norman Reedus landed. He, she is beautiful. Yeah, well, and I with that to... German accent as well, no less. Oh. <laughs> but I, like I said, I, I would love to, like, like, not end it, but just to like say the performance, of, the standout performance of Christo Waltz, oh. which is, like, see, I know he's done other things and he's been brilliant in pretty much everything he's been, but that was the performance that where everyone stood up and took notice of him and, and yeah. writes, this okay. is someone that can't, can't just act. He, he he lives the performance yeah. and he's not a man of great stature or like say, like if you, if you stood next to him, you wouldn't even like say, like recognize him like as a big famous actor. But in that movie, he stands out against any, anyone there, just the looks, his mannerisms, the way he says things is very calculated. It's literally, you get goosebumps because you get scared of what his intentions is. Absolutely. And it, as again, one of the all time greatest bad guys in movies in this role. And again, stands head and shoulders. And, and there's some stellar actors and performances in this movie as well, but none of them touch how good he was. Yeah. And he'd done the same in Django Unchained. It's like, say, one, of my, I, one of my favorite, favorite films of his is Django. When he stands against, as I said, like uh, against uh, Thingy Fox and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie is brilliant. Oh, so Christopher Waltz is better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It it's mm-hmm. one of my. It is he's chilling mm-hmm. with without without too much effort. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of effort in how scary he is in that opening scene alone. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. And um, but Django is the one that really like. Yeah, Glorious Bastards made us look, but Django made us appreciate, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Sammy's summed up what I was going to say um, a little bit there. Um, I think what Waltz does very, very well is he plays uh, a malignant narcissist very well. It's yeah. like he comes across very soft-spoken and very non-threatening, but then the the way that he's using his language through those non-threatening scenes becomes passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And suddenly before you know it, he's crept up from being very approachable, very friendly to being an absolute psychopath. And you haven't even noticed the fact that yeah. that has happened until you're stuck in the middle of it, and that's you know that's what those kind of manipulative personality types will do. You know, they, 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 you know they draw you into that salt, that false sense of security, and tie you up in a little bit of a web. And he does it beautifully in um, in Glorious Bastards. In in Bond, I think he's superb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think his his adaptation, if you will, of Blofeld was absolutely stunning and. I can't wait to see what else he does, but he did, he does, he makes that film yeah. absolutely makes it and then breaks it at you, the you, end because that I, final scene. Is, oh, it's brilliant! So. I just feel like I'll watch it for him. Like I am watching, like I'm putting that film on to watch. Watch him and Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care about anything else. What's going mm-hmm. on apart from them two? Mm-hmm. No, I think Brad Pitt's fantastic in that film. But yeah, that wouldn't. 
be one of the ones I would have thought of in a million no, years. So, so it's quite quite out there. So we've had, I, I think, a lot of people were probably going for the obvious and expecting the obvious, but uh, for once, we've probably thought a little bit outside the box a little bit more. So not, we've actually not, not me. <laughs> I am Captain Obvious. Well, yeah, certainly it's definitely been an interesting ride so far tonight. Um, been a great Wednesday night. <laughs> I've had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, sorry for missing Sunday, guys. Um, but yeah, like I say, what we'll have to do, because I know, um, like I say, we're getting on now a little bit, so yes. we'll probably have to wrap it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone's got any like shout outs or ones that we've missed. I know, like, say the obvious apart, uh, hot shots, airplane. I've got a guns. couple like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a few on my list that uh, didn't make it. Um, so the naked gun was on there. Mm-hmm. Been through quite some detail. The love I got for that film from my grandparents. Yeah. Um, superhero movie. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It had DMX in it. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> Repossessed was on there. Um, Guessing. Spy Hard was on there. Because mm-hmm. Spy Hard, Leslie Nielsen, fucking fantastic. And I've forgotten about Spy Hard. Agent W. God, Jim God. Ford. Yeah, and man. Just to take the piss out with a bit more espionage, the film Spy with Jason Statham. Oh, my God. I was contemplating that. And then I was like, is it, is it a spoof? Is What's it a spoof this? or just a They're taking the piss out of espionage films. And Jason oh, Statham man. is parodying himself. He is actually. That's a good, good shout out. The film's not very good. Peter mm-hmm. Serafino, which is the sex crazed excuse, excuse, excuse me. It's, it's not. But Peter Serafino, which is the sex crazed cabbie, unbelievable. Um, Jason Statham taking the piss out of himself. It's probably the only role that I like Jason Statham in mm-hmm. because he's just shit. <laughs> I liked him in the Meg. Let's end it right there. <laughs> yeah, before I tell you one. <laughs> No, I think, like I say, a few ones I thought was going to think, I, th- I, I thought Sammy was going to mention what we do in the shadows. I thought that would have been on her list because uh, mm. it is, like I say, a parody of all the different things. I would have put money on Grant picking uh, Team America. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> with him being, like I say, a Trey Parker and Matt Stone fan. But, I thought uh, Orgasmo was going to be on. No, it's a motherfucking montage. I thought I just got booted out for orgasmo <laughs> there was one that i've seen recently that is somebody playing a spoof of himself that mm-hmm. i thought was absolutely but i did not think i would like this film at all the unbearable weight of massive talent yes uh, nick cage and pedro pascal when they're on acid trying to climb that wall yeah. <laughs> nick cage playing a parody of himself yep and uh, I walked into watching that film just thinking, I'm not. I, I thought I it was going to be bullshit. I literally only put it on because I've married some sick, twisted mental case who actually fancies Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. The fact that she likes balding, shapeless men, I suppose I should be grateful for. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. unbearable waste of massive talent is it's a work it's of great. art. It's and it really, really is. I hold it in the highest regard. Um, but is it Nick Cage spoofing himself was absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The man's got depth. People can say what they want, but the man has got depth. He can so, act. Oh, leave, so, leave so in before, Las Vegas, man. Yeah, yeah, leaving Las Vegas. The only other one I thought that Kev would have picked, like I say, wouldn't have been an Arnie fan, would, would have been Last Action Hero. It was on the list. <laughs> and it was, it, Ant was like, would you put that on there? And I was like, Ugh. 
I I'm wouldn't. Not gonna... Yeah, like I say, it wasn't, but it is like I say, what they call a spoof movie. But again, just to wrap up, because like I say, I'm knackered. I'm not going to lie. I'm knackered. I've been at uh, work since eight o'clock, and I'm, yeah. I've finished at half six, and I've got to do it all again tomorrow. Yeah. Um. But just to, like I say, thanks guys for coming on. Um. Just trying to think what Sunday's podcast is about. I'm just like I'm sure we have you two again. Mm-hmm. So Friday the thirteenth, is it? No, no is I'm it? sure it's animals, isn't it? Um, no, it's oh, it's actually thanks. Friday the thirteenth, movie, So we've got to get watching yes. that. Yes, um, yes. You two week. can just be quiet and let me and Kev talk for three hours. <laughs> you can just go and fucking get in the bin. Just yeah. three, not bin covers the first two films. So as a, as a bit of a spoof, because it's Sunday the fourteenth, so we thought we'd do Friday the thirteenth. Yes, <laughs> we um, had we that. had marketing in this strategy, bitch. <laughs> Brilliant. I yeah, can't so, wait for that one. So, I so really that one's... can't. I adore that franchise. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Then I think the week after, then the week after that, we'll get in the return of Charlotte for Animals and Movies. Oh, God, so, that's going to break me. So, probably <laughs> Sorry. Cry, Sam crying that. And like I say, if we can fit in anything in the meantime to try and do like an episode here and there, we will see like things. I know we've still got to review The Mummy at some point for Charlotte's yeah. uh, pick. So that, that's got to be fitted in at some point. Then I'm trying to think who's the next votes. I can't remember. What was but, the pick? What did she win? Um, the votes, mummy. like all, all things, the mummy come through. So, oh, it was the mummy. Oh, excellent. Nice so, one. So, we've got, we've got a more, uh, like I say, the, the best looking movie ever made, shall we say? That's what the, yeah. the tagline's going to be of the excellent. most beautiful people. Um, but yes, um, like I say, we've had a few members join the boot club, which is great. I know Charlotte's over the moon with that. Yeah. Um, we've got the chip Twitch screen running up. I know uh, Grant's very excited playing multiverse. Um, it's a bit annoying. I like it, but it's, it's addictive and annoying game. Batman shitting it, so don't pick him as a character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I found out. Um, Superman is a tank. Uh, um, but... Big, 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 massive thank you to getting us to 1,000. Unreal. I... So I just thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we d- I didn't get us. We got us there. That's the thing. So everyone who played a part, like I say, I we are. We, we have... are a team. We have ticked off one of the boxes now. So the next thing is to get the viewers up and get, like, see the hours watched. So please do go back please and watch do. previous episodes. Yeah, please, if you go to iTunes and you can leave us a review on Marcus Downer's Five Stars, it just helps with the algorithm for other people to find us because we come up on recommendation lists. So that would be really helpful. And I was going to do the whole Sean and Dead. There's no mm-hmm. I in team, but there's a I in meat pie. Meat pie. <laughs> And Sammy's drunk on power now. <laughs> Sammy's just really fucking tired. <laughs> yes. Yep. So again, like I say, all the support is amazing. I know we hit yes. over five thousand five hundred on the Facebook group as well. I know Grant's working hard on the page yes, uh, to thanks, try and Grant. get things moving forward. Uh, but yeah, we are going viral. Fuck yeah, Nerdy Up North has taken over the world. And on that Fuck note, yeah. uh, same bat time, same bat channel, guys. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Folks. Bye. Oh, so stop.